0: Welcome to the Real Seven Show. As always, this podcast will be completely raw, unfiltered, and uncensored. Today, we sit down and have a chat with Coach V from Higher Level Fitness. He's a veteran personal trainer, a health and fitness enthusiast, and someone that I'm stoked to have on the podcast today. This is something that you'd like to listen to. Stay tuned. Here we go. Today we have Coach V. What's going yes, on? Sir.
1: chilling like a villain, brother.
0: <laughs> so I guess we're gonna we're gonna start with who you are, what you do, where you came from. And, All right, uh, start from there.
1: Well, I came from an amazing woman named Eileen Blair, best mom in the world. I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, I started high level fitness. I'll get to the important stuff. I started high level fitness in 2004 with my then girlfriend and wife now, Marianne. And uh our goal was actually to work to make families healthier just because, you know, my wife's uh well, girlfriend at the time wife's um, her dad had that her dad had passed away, um, I think it was twenty one years ago now. You know what I mean? And, and mm. he was only 48 years old. So we never wanted other families to go through that type of pain. And we realized 48 isn't old. So let's right. work on getting people healthy overall so they can just have a better life and enjoy time with their family. Cause at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Then we, uh, we moved to Vancouver and then we moved back to Winnipeg to, uh, try to make it a healthier province and stuff like that, you know, did our mm. best. And, then, uh, yeah. Then we, we jumped up out of there. We, we're back on the West Coast now.
0: Yeah. So what uh, what was it, I guess, that that was uh, the driving factor to you in
1: fitness? Um, the driving factor that drove me towards fitness. Yeah. 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 Well, I would definitely say, like, you know, obviously being a high level athlete, playing <laughs> on a team, you know, you go to the States, you see guys that are your age and they're way bigger than you. And you're like, OK, these guys are lifting weights. And then you see, you know, <laughs> it starts it starts going from there. When you're a disciplined athlete, you're always you always have that discipline. So yeah. you know, I was playing ball, got hit by a drunk driver, broke my ankle in a couple of places. I was supposed to go to France to play like literally six hours before I was to get on a plane. We got hit by a drunk driver, broke my ankle. So, you know, and I believe everything happens for a reason. So been definitely into more so what exercise can do for the body in terms of just rehabbing. And then it kind of flourished into everything else. Right. Mm. So you went to school and shit for it? Yeah, I went to uh, Capilano College, which is now a university <clears throat> which you see as well.
0: Mm. Hmm. so mm-hmm. that's uh so that's where all this shit started because i mean i only see the shenanigans now oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't see yeah, any yeah. of the any of the how it kind of came to be right <laughs> i just i just see someone that's like a respected coach that's just straight talking shit all day yeah. right?
2: DJ, well, you know
1: what? i had, I had mm-hmm. actually my first professor peter holden at uh at capilano He was Mm -hmm. the one who told us as a financial, that was like my original background is finance. And he told us like, there's not going to be a pension for you guys when you get older. And this is like 99, 2000, you know what I mean? And he's like, so you guys got to focus on sustaining yourself. Don't depend on the government for things. And it just kind of sparked my mind to be like, you know, and you start identifying things. And then my wife, you know, at the time she was working as a case coordinator. Mm -hmm. So for example, if your grandmother was needing home care, she would go to the house, assess her, and say okay she needs 36 hours of home care right, know, right. A week she would pass it up to her manager her manager who's just looking at the budget is like no we'll prove for 20 well then we realize like you know these people who paid us all this money and thought the system would be there for them they're only there for them part way so now yep. we got to focus on not having them depend on the system right
0: mm. so and you think that do you think that even though there was like that assistance with your professor do you think that uh, you know culturally You Mm -hmm. you come from more of a culture that kind of understands that the system just isn't there for
1: you. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my dad, you know, he's the first person in my family to come to Canada. He came in 67. You know, he he was in England. He met my mom there. They got married. And then he did a special type of welding. So he got invited to Canada. And uh, the deception started at the beginning because everyone's like, how did you end up in Winnipeg? Like your family's from the Caribbean, like Winnipeg, right. right? right? So they showed my dad pictures of Toronto, Calgary and Winnipeg. But they showed him pictures of Toronto and Calgary in the wintertime. time. showed him pictures of Winnipeg in the summertime. And if you ever know anything about Winnipeg in the summer, it's the greenest place on earth, right? All kind yeah. of open space and everything. It seems perfect for the move. Well, he ended up coming to Canada in uh, November. Sorry, in February. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So he always had this thing where it's like, you know, the government promised me something. I worked my ass off and I, they didn't really give me what I was supposed to get, right? So my dad was a kind of like a cynical person. So he would watch the news and then he would break it down. So that's where I get like my cynicism mm. from, Like, You know, what, why are they saying this? Why are they saying this now? And what are they really trying to get, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So you find in the Caribbean people are a lot more skeptical?
1: Absolutely, because the government's not there for them, right? <laughs> so if the government isn't there in any way, why would I mm. start listening to the government now? Like you didn't care for me when there's no social programs, but all of a sudden now, you know, right. you want me to, you want me to take the shot? You want me to follow this mandate? You want me to stay right. with you? Family, not visit my mother who has no Healthcare no nothing Right it makes no sense
0: So I guess speaking of the shot And shit we might as well just uh, Dive That's right it into it. this bitch <laughs> <laughs> So the last three years Right we watched a whole bunch of People that uh, I know personally A bunch of people who have had businesses open For decades and yes. uh, watched them crumble watch their families Crumble their lives crumble mortgages mm-hmm. Gone houses mm-hmm. gone uh, mm-hmm. Quite a few of them are in shelters now and there were uh so i guess everybody got uh everybody got fucked end of the day that there's a in an entire world but the west seemed to have gotten yeah i think that the the deception over here was what was like you know top tier at least in australia they were just being bold about it because they couldn't yeah yeah, right (laughs) but over here they had to get a little more slimy so what was that like for you and your wife especially being you know business owners how, how, how did this all kind of, you know, affect
1: you guys? Right. Well, I just put it down to my dad. You know, he was always saying, like, you know, man's word shouldn't supersede God's word. Right. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with a father who was like, you know, he had gout and I remember him limping off to work. You know what I mean? I remember mm-hmm. those times. Like, I remember, like. Being a younger teen and working with them, you know, just in the summer and stuff and being like, dang, like this is what you have to go through to make make these little bit of dollars. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. in terms of taking care of my family, like I made a commitment to take care of my family. Right. So if I don't what I do, we've been doing this since 2004. I I don't have another job. That's what Mm -hmm. I do. Right. Right. So I've established a certain type of lifestyle for my family based on what we do. So now you're telling me I can't do that, but yet I'm supposed to still provide. You know what I mean? You know, maybe I'll be honest, maybe if I was 18, 19, and my mindset was a little bit different, that would be an excuse to go like a different way and do different things, you know what I mean? Negative things, because it's like, well, they put my back against the wall, you know what I mean? But as a grown man, it's like, well, you put my back against the wall, it's either my son doesn't get things that he needs, or I go to work and I train my clients. And Mm -hmm. that's what we decided to do. At no point in time did I think of like, I'm I'm gonna close my gym, at no point in time. That never crossed my mind, ever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it's a strong point for people to, to kind of, you know, take away from it all is that, um, you know, taking a man's job, that's, that's the old saying, right? Is taking a man's job is akin to killing him. Yes. Right. Because you're, you're, you're taking his balls away. You're taking his, yeah. his, 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 ab- his ability to provide away. You're taking his life away. Everything that he yes. knows, the routine that he knows that, that provider, the, the masculine and the man is then just pulled straight from him. Right. And now he can't, he can't do what he's supposed to do. So, what was that like um more so as a man than a business owner to see how all of this kind of you know came to fruition and then you're kind of like oh shit you know I really need to adapt so what yeah. was that adaptation period
1: like Well you feel like you know you feel like <laughs> you kind of know what's going on but then when it starts happening and it and it's it, it speeds up but it was very slow like it was mm. like a lot- you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, but you just don't realize it because you're not zoomed out. But when you're right there, you're like, oh, that's over there. But then when it hits, one thing you also realize is that the tribe of men that you would go out and just see other men out, those men aren't necessarily men, if you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I say to myself, well, I'm going to go and be open and my male clients, if the police come or whatever, we're not letting them in, we're going to stand hard. But I yeah. actually have clients who are just like, I'm just going to stay home and hunker down. I don't want to take a chance and get a ticket. Right. So then I have to start realizing, well, I have to quickly close a circle. You know right, what I mean? Right, and condense, right. And condense my resources and make sure that I'm not giving away time that I could be using to build things mm-hmm. up to other things, right? And we all got caught up in it for a little bit, you know what I mean? Because I wanted to be the person who helped, but the more that I put stuff out there to help, the more people tried to attack me, which is the more I became cynical, which is the more, but they run out of ways to attack, right? They can only Mm -hmm. post on Reddit so many times. They can only call my landlord so many times, right? So going through that process, you really discover that like, as a man, we all have work to do. You know, we're all thinking like, okay, well, someone kicks in my door, that's it for that person. Okay, but yeah. have you ever thought what you're going to do if some man pushes your wife to the ground because she's not wearing a mask and you're not there? How would you handle that, right? Mm-hmm. How would you prepare your wife for the for the potential? Yeah, of? Man. Those are things that we never had to think of, like armoring my son. He was the only kid in his Montessori without a mask. And he felt mm-hmm. proud about it because he understood how foolish it was. Right, but again, if I didn't realize I had to up my game and arm myself and my family, he would have got washed away and all of that stuff too. Wanting to sneak and wear it, But I'm not around and that type of stuff, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So, what exactly was it that you guys did? Because I know you guys took some pretty drastic measures during it. So, like, yeah. uh, what what exactly was it? Just for the record, because I know a lot of people yeah. now that so, but, well. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just before you go off on the tangent, right. I know you yeah. want to go off on. Yeah. Is I want people to understand that you had a large following and then it, it straight got nuked. Like you got, you got, you got zucked. So a lot of people that hear you speak now are like, well, what the fuck did you do? Cause they didn't, they didn't see. Right.
1: That's true. Yeah. And you know, like I said, we're not about numbers, right? Because if it's oh, just man. numbers and there's no engagement, right? But I had a large following. I made a post about, you know, calling the Human Rights Commission, which actually caused them to change their verbiage on their website because so many people have called in, that went viral, et cetera. Yeah. And then all I did one day was repost someone's BB gun out shooting. There was no target, just reposted a BB gun. Someone took that, went to the police major crimes unit, went to the Fairmont Hotel where we used to have an office, was looking for me, came to what they thought was my house at three o'clock in the morning, was my neighbor's house, scared the shit out of my neighbors. And this is all because of a repost on Instagram. So I'm in Vancouver and I'm about to go with my friends, I'm about to post something and my Instagram is gone. So I'm like, what the heck's going on? Very next day I get a call from the uh, Sergeant Major Crimes Division and he's looking, asking my wife for me, right? So I talked to him on the phone, I tell him it's just a repost. He's like, Well, I'm not familiar with Instagram. Is it like a retweet? And I'm like, Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And he's like, Oh, okay, well, this this case is officially closed. So I said to him, I said, okay, that's fine because I know I didn't do anything anyways. I said, but I said, if people call in anonymously, sometimes that leads to like a good piece of information. But I said, This person was calling in with a lot of self-righteousness, and I'm sure they didn't leave their name. And right. I said, that's the resources and that's what I'm talking about where things aren't really, really fair. And I said, I understand you have to go with some information, but when you took a good look at it, it's a BB gun, you know what I mean? So yeah. then that, you know, that took our falls right down. So then what I had to do is, you know, we had some windows in our gym. I just covered it over. Like I literally gave, cause there was no way for me to see out once I covered the windows. So my clients had to have like a special knock, you know what I mean? Or I gave them the code for some, you know, longer term clients and my right, gym, right. A place where people would go at three or four in the morning because there was nowhere else for them to go i would give them the code they wouldn't even be clients just people i know for their mental health needed a place to go and that was my biggest thing about keeping the place open it wasn't that yes it's sustaining my family and the things we're doing in jamaica but it's also a place to go when nobody has a place to go like there was nowhere for people to go so if you can go to the gym and be with some other people who understand what you're going through then that's a good thing right
0: yeah, and I think that people neglect the, uh, the the mental health aspect of it, man. Like, I fell victim to it, right? Like somebody who's been lifting for the last since I can not remember, man. Like my dad's always been one to have weights around, always. So I've always something I've always been exposed to. Played sports all through, you know, high school, of and then uh, you know after that, kind of took a little bit of a break. But I was uh, actually ran a appliance moving company, so all day are slinging fridges and then dude. Oh, yeah. You're in pretty good you know banging your body up but i mean you're burning the calories right like and you're young day.
1: and you're young then
0: right? oh yeah man for sure and then there there became a point throughout this where like i stopped lifting like i just stopped going to the gym for a while and if you look at the pictures from early on man like i was fucking getting fat straight up like my body's wondering what the hell was going on yeah. right you're doing nothing yeah. now and i'm stuck in that at the time i was living in mississauga i was in a a little two-bedroom apartment with my kids, and my kids weren't going anywhere, and I was at home with them because the workplace is closed down. So, bro, like the mental health aspect, I don't think people understand how how key this podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Yorko. All of us know how important our health is, and Yorko has your health as its top priority. From white pine tincture to give you that daily dose of high quality vitamin C and boost the immune system, to all natural healing salves and soaps for day to day use. Everything is all natural, handcrafted, and 100% all Canadian with zero harmful ingredients. We all know almost all store-bought products and over-the-counter medications are causing a world of problems for us and our families. So keep you and your family safe with all-natural herbal remedies from Yorko. Visit www.realyorko.com and enter the discount code 7SHOW for 10% off your purchase. That's www.realyorko.com and enter the discount code 7SHOW for 10% off of your purchase. Now back to the pod that is to most people's lives. Like, especially when individuals are now getting locked up with their abusers. Yes. Right. Like yeah. what about those people? Right. Like the, the, that gym time was the time for them to kind of get the fuck away where, yes. where they could go to a place where dude, the weights don't judge.
1: Right. Yes, Exactly. And we've had people like that literally have come to our gym and they're just like, they need it as a safe space. Like, you know, people have been in abusive situations. They need yeah, to man. be able to, and they need to have a realistic place where they're saying their goal. So they'll literally say, Oh, my husband follows you on Instagram. He's this type of person, but he knows your gym's open. And now I'm like, almost like allowed to come here. And I'm like, well, you can come here anytime you want. It's not about allowing in my space, but know that it's a safe space for you. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, it's, it's a situation where a lot of broken men who trying to put pressure on themselves to be something that they saw on TV, instead of fixing who they are, end up taking that out on their spouse and out on their kids. And then there's nowhere to go. You know what I mean, and 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 that's exactly what they tried to do was to break families, right? Get that negative energy. Oh, I hate my dad now, or I hate my mom. And there's that, there's not that break, you know. So me, if I didn't have my gym, I would have went crazy because there was no place for me to go either. I would have went crazy. You know what I mean? And and as a person of principle, I'm not going to sneak into places. I'm not going to, you know, that's just I don't put effort into doing unrighteous things. Right? right? Makes no sense, right? You know. So the biggest battle for us was bouncing off each other myself and Marianne and you know our clients are good people and continuing to stay strong because mm. once you leave the gym everything is beating you down like leaving my gym and looking to see if there's police outside or someone telling me calling me saying that they drove by and the police are outside they just can't figure out which door to get in like I'm selling fitness and health man like you know, you know what I mean it's crazy
2: it's,
1: like... <laughs>
0: it's so it's crazy. crazy man it's crazy. It's, the, the measures that were taken, man, were fucking just ridiculous. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't I really don't care what side you stand on, man, to not see the the absolute stupidity and, and the, the overreach is, is fucking unreal to me. But yeah. something that you said there about, uh, you know, like all the men trying to be, you know, something that they're not. I think that that's one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, we focused on preaching for so long. Over over time, man, like in the be what what was the the beginning of twenty twenty one, uh, mm-hmm. is is when I was starting to you know really call these men out, like, dude, where yeah. the fuck are you guys? Yeah. Like, right, right, right. All I see is these women out here. But what do you think that this did? I mean, because we we're both very aware that masculinity has been under attack for a long time.
2: Yes. But yes. what do
0: you think that this very specific incident over the last three years has done to masculinity?
1: I think it's it's really further shifted the perception away from where it should be. So now a masculine person, a masculine person, I gotta stop saying that. A masculine <laughs> man is someone who is educated enough to listen to what the government is saying. That's a man now. You're protecting your family by taking the jab, right? You're protecting your family by keeping your kids in. You know, you told your brother he couldn't come over for Christmas because he's not with the program. That's now, right? And those are all things that are done behind closed doors, right? I'm gonna send you a message. You can't come over, right? I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pull my family away for these things. I'm gonna listen because if you go out and you say that stuff to a, a real man, he's gonna ask you, like, what are you talking about? You're gonna let you know the premier tell you that your brother can't over just slap yourself. You know what I mean? And right. but what they did was they locked you down and then they put pressure on the man to have that attitude, right? And take power in that. And then the power in it is the little checks that you get in the mail, right? And the little little compliances that you get at work and the things you get at work because you're still getting a check and your brother's not, see? Brother's not, he's not a man. He's letting his family Mm -hmm. suffer. He's, he's, you know, I've I've had people say to me, close to me, people that I've had way more respect for and they're like, bro, you want to die on that hill? And I'm like, man, like I'm in my forties. I had my fun. Like if my son can have an opportunity to have a better life than I had, then I'm doing a really poor job, man. I'm doing a really poor job. You know what I mean? So we got to go out and just do what we got to do. And I have to be an example for him. You know what I mean? I have Mm -hmm. to be an example for him. And also getting back to the thing you said about people staying at home, I think people have been so enticed by what their idiot box is showing them that they feel that when they're at work, they're missing out on that. So now that they don't have to go to work, they're catching up on everything that they rightfully missed in their mind because they had to work, right? Mm -hmm. Another thing,
0: Yeah. And I think what we've seen was this. uh, It's something that I've definitely noticed is is over the last three years, you've seen the weak in society finally able to feel strong. It's been the coward's way. Of, yeah. of acting you know alpha quote-unquote alpha yes. in society by, yes. by simply by claiming virtue like yes. doesn't have to fight for anything doesn't have to be physically you know Nothing. uh physically strong doesn't have to have any ability doesn't have to have any skill doesn't have to be attractive to a typical female at all it'd just Nothing. be you know a, a slob who, who yes. just just because he says oh we'll put on your mask like this was the greatest thing ever to happen to beta males yes. <laughs> you know what i mean i call them, really
1: them talkies I call them walkie-talkies because they're just people you know, they're just <laughs> repeating what goes in there here. Walkie talkie. You know, there the first time we had we had an incident with that was I would guess it was sometime in like the spring of 20, maybe early summer 2020, I think it was. And we were in we were out here in Vancouver visiting, we were in North Vancouver, we went into Whole Foods, and I'm just looking at something and I I saw a guy's packing a shelf. And in my mind, I'm like, did this guy just tell me to put a mask on? So I ignored him. Cause I'm like, he couldn't possibly tell me to put a mask on. Guys and stuff. He's like, sir, you have to put a mask on. I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, yes, he We going back and forth about 10 times, right? So I said, bro, I said, you're about to get yourself in a position that your wages can't handle. And I said, so you need to go get your manager. He's like, I am the manager. I said, well, you need to go call your district manager because you can't tell me what to do. Finished our shopping. You know, we're about to leave. He comes around and says, Excuse me, sir. He's like, you know what? You were right. I can't tell you to do that. And he apologized. You know what I mean? And I said to my son, I said, see, I didn't yell at him. I didn't disrespect him, but I said, I let him know he can tell me what to do. And then that's a lesson, right? Somebody can't tell you what to do just because the words come out of their mouth. And I'd like you said, those betas, they would never have been, had that battery pack to say anything before. Never. They could have seen me stealing and they wouldn't have said anything. They'd have called security and dealt with me outside. They're not (laughs) right.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. And it's the truth, man. Like it's happened. I remember everybody, you know, trying to say this whole thing, like, oh, there was like a spiel that was going around for everyone to memorize on. Oh, you have an exemption. I'm medically exempt. Or I have this issue. The only thing I've ever said, I walk into a store, sir, you need a mask. I just say, make me. Yeah, (laughs) that was it. That's literally all I ever said. Not one person has ever tried to fucking make me because they realize at that point that it's like, buddy, this is going to get physical. Right. And it's going to be that like we're not I'm not going to stand here and argue with you. I have shit to do. You know what I mean? All I see is I have an objective and you're on my way now. Yes. Right. Yes. I know this is clownery. You say you're following the science, right? But like you're you're following what the fucking, you know, television is telling you. Right. Exactly. You're just being old bullshit. You're parroting these lines that you hear and, and you're not actually doing any research, but no. I'm a dude that has that could have multiple PhDs because I study eight hours a day every day as I work, right? So I'm listening right. to people all day, like these people that are actually talking about the science, the yes. real science, the unbiased science, yes. right? Yes. And then you walk into a store and everyone sounds the same, and it's like wow. Well, well, like this, it's this like, conditioning.
1: It's just like McDonald's when, you know, they say real beef, right? I don't need McDonald's, neither do you but I'm just saying their slogan, real beef, right? So everybody <laughs> took it to mean that their burgers are real beef, meanwhile it's a company named real beef. So they get their be their meat products right, from exactly. hundred percent real beef. And it's the same thing. It's like they don't know what the science is, but they're saying the science, right? And because we're having, you know, two or three or four dimensional conversations, they can't understand because their 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 knowledge is the science. And, the, and the science. That's it. The science. Right. The science. Yeah. Right. That's
0: it. Yeah. Right. It was right. wild, man. It was it was fucking wild. So there there was an incident you were actually telling me about where uh I guess you guys are going to look at like a bigger gym when all this happens. Yeah. So I want to kind of take this conversation into kind of where we're at today. So you guys go through, you know, this whole thing happens to our society. Uh, you guys keep your gym open, go through all this shit. And then we get to this point where now they're starting to say that people who didn't get the gene therapy are now these filthy animals that need to be eradicated from society. And then all of a sudden we're treated like we're watching people get sick all around us. Yes. Right. And I'm the only yes. one not. But I'm the fucking problem, right? Yes. When they said it was like, you know, it's a it's a it's a plague of the on gene therapy, exactly. right? So it <laughs> it it turns into this thing. But then there was this, then you know that kind of phased out. And and during that time, I noted like that's when your big push was to try to say, okay, like I need to make you see the writing on the wall of how far this is gonna go. You say, Okay, well, I need to start solidifying a business plan. And what I would really want to kind of take this into is how the perspective has now changed the gratitude is gone, gone. right so i kind of want to go there so let's talk about yeah. like what you did the steps you were going to take and yes. why you didn't
1: so we we're at a point where people were showing up at our house because so what happened was is because not everybody knew where our gym was we changed like our official business address to a number on our street but my street starts at 100 we were at 101 so there'd be people walking around with gym bags and they would see me and be like hey man like where's your gym? I need to sign up with a gym. And it's just like knocking at my door, looking for, it was crazy, you know? So we were doing, we, we were so busy, man. We were so busy. And I was so thankful. It allowed us to do a lot of things quicker with the, with the children and what we're trying to do in Jamaica than I ever thought possible. Right. And I thought, and I knew that we were doing the right thing because we were being blessed. Right. Everybody was taking care of everybody. You know, it was good. Then we got to a point where there were so many complaints that they made up kind of a reason. So, we were on a great situation with the place that we had a gym. It was my client's family's business, right? He owned 50%. He was the last remaining client. He or a family member owning. He got bought out. The new guy that came in was like a Karen and was worried about all these emails that he's getting of this illegal gym that's inside. Like people even called him and said that when I'm doing my my talks outside, his business name is in the back and it reflects poorly on their business. So we, we they had multiple meetings. He even asked me if I could film in the back of the building. And I said, absolutely not. Like, I'm not bending backwards and filming in a way that, you know what I'm saying? This is a free right. country. Like, we're not drawing no lines here, you know? So we got to the point where, you know, we'd actually painted and did some stuff. And, you know, it was nice because they knew the karma was laying. So they said, you know, we're going to pay you back for the painting. We're going to give you a couple months. So we're like, okay, boom. So clients are real estate agents. We start looking for a space. So we see the space. It was like 9,000 square feet. It was like, yeah, almost 10,000 square feet. Beautiful. You know, wide open. We could do anything we want. We were going to, you know, build a mezzanine. We we're going to have a sport court. We we're going to have like a little like a little lounge for like, you know, just in case kids had nowhere to go and they wanted to come and just play some ping pong or whatever, you know, volleyball, anything. I didn't care. I just wanted a space for kids. And then the rest is going to be gym space and whatnot. So we go to Vancouver, our regular, you know, family vacation, come out here. And that's another story where people like scared of us that we thought we were like close. They were like scared, like they didn't want to come near us because we came from Winnipeg. You know, you're not supposed to leave your province right <laughs> they were actually shocked they're like you're allowed to fly and i'm like what are you talking about like they like oh we didn't think you're allowed to travel like yeah so anyways that's another story in itself so before we left we signed an offer to lease right so the offer with the lease so you know it was going to be quite an expense because they're doing some building right so we stretched out the lease and we we're going to make like a 12-year lease with an opportunity to renew and yeah bro because you're building a second floor but i'm thinking we were so busy i would get to my gym at like Five forty-five 45 in the morning and I could literally be there till 10 at night. And there's people just coming through between clients and everything right, else. Right? right. So, and we're thinking who knows when gyms are going to open up. People should never want to go back to those spaces. So we have to give them an option. So we signed the offer to lease. It was like close to 10 grand a month that we were going to be paying. So we go to Vancouver thinking everything's <laughs> good. Come back. Can't hear from the owner. So we finally made contact he decided to go with someone who wanted to do like a dog training business or whatever but i mean it worked out for the best because and this is kind of what we're getting to is because we realized that like 80 percent of the people that came to us during that time came to us for selfish reasons because they had a want that they wanted to have dealt with you know mm-hmm. like for example every saturday i would do a boot camp and it was free and i would ask people just bring a donation, could be a dollar, could be $10, whatever. And I'm sending it to the girls in Jamaica, right? right? It started off where people (laughs) would bring it. And I can say like 90% of my boot camps nobody left anything. I had a couple Mm. people, you know, in time send, you know, send me a check for $200, which I appreciate that. But the majority of people kind of just took advantage of it. And because we're giving, I just still want you to get the help. I'll notice that later. Right. So we left that space and we were kind of in limbo but what happened was people were making excuses to get out of their training agreements right so they're saying and a lot of times it was women saying that you know their husband was out of work and then they had to support the husband or this is an expenditure and blah, blah 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 whatever the reason is and then the thing that burns me the most is i found out that there was four people that did it to us where they went right afterwards and spent like between five and ten thousand dollars on a kangen machine right so they go and do the Kanga machine And when I questioned one of them, she said, oh, well, this one person is a single mom or sorry, not a single mom is a, is a busy mom. And I wanted to support her and her family. And I said, well, Mm -hmm. when I was training you and you were, you know, what what did you think I was doing with what you're paying me? I was supporting my family. You know what I mean? So I said, like, you know, you kind of lied to me, making it seem like you couldn't afford it, but you just chose to go with a better convenience. You know what I mean? And that was the most disappointing part of the whole thing, which kind of got us to want to pull up our roots and leave was because it was like, Hey man, like we laid it all on the line for you. We're not saying you have to support us, but you could send somebody to us. You could <laughs> repost this stuff. You could, you could, if you hear somebody talking bad about us, you could stand up and support us. There's lots of ways you could support us, but people chose not to. And then when they started going back to good life and stuff, that's when I was just like, okay, let's, let's make the, the get out of here plan, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that that's what was the most like fucking, egregious part of it all it, it yeah. was this this true slap in the face to to everybody man it, so you, you have these you have an entire society now that is shunning a group of people who just say well no man like I'm not mm-hmm. putting this shit into my body mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to wear this fucking you know face diaper that you guys are wearing and yeah. the crazy thing is is we've always been like bro if you want to go do this mm-hmm. go ahead like yeah, no man. one's telling you to right but it was always like no no but but you have to as well and it's like ah so here's the problem then so yes. the problem isn't that isn't the fact that i'm you know putting anybody in danger it's the mm-hmm. fact that i'm not doing what you're doing what you're doing
1: because right? the fact that that that's happening now it's putting less it's giving less power to what they're doing because it's challenging right. them to think about what they're doing right? right and that's why they don't want to see your face because every time i see you i have to think about the choices that i made right right exactly
0: and that's exactly what it turned into was like this, this symbol of fucking obedience. Quite honestly, man, I, I wish that they would just like stay forever because it it was so much easier to pick out the bitch in every store. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like as soon as you walk in, you know who the weak in society are, who the people that aren't willing to fold are and the people yes. that actually paid attention, right? Especially when it was tough. But I think that the, the, the big problem that I had and I spoke about this recently was that almost every business I know, because we have one here in Brantford, uh, Bistro 7 is what mm-hmm. it was called. And man, they went through fucking hell to stay open. Right. right. And then the moment that things open back up, bro, the, the yeah. moment everybody yeah. was right back to Boston Pizza, they're yeah. right back to the franchises yeah. and the big chains. Bistro yeah. 7 yeah. just closed down.
1: Yeah. Monstrosity Burger, up. same thing. Monstrosity Burger, same thing. But again, I want to go look cool hanging out with some other people who are talking about freedom. So let me go to Monstrosity because it's the only person I can go and look like I'm rebelling. Right. But then when rebelling wasn't cool anymore, when it became a way of life, you stop going because, well, Joey's is closer. Earl's is closer. You know, the guys are going for wings or, you know, people going to Jets games. And I'm like, bro, they didn't want you there last year. What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, literally, what's going on? Like, I'll never go to those places again. You know, I couldn't even look my son in the eye if I went into any of those places. Like I Mm -hmm. couldn't because I just, you know, I, I guess I didn't stand for what I said I was standing for all that time. Right, right,
0: and I think that that's the biggest thing, man. Especially for fathers, is to you know you have to stick to your guns, man. You can't stick. You can't just say something because it sounds cool for your son to hear and mm-hmm. then not follow through. Because it's yeah. not ever what you said you were gonna do. It's never how badass you said the task was. It's the yeah. process of following through that they watch, mm-hmm. right? That's what they see. That's what they want to follow. Because anybody could say, "I wanna, I wanna go learn how to use a shotgun. I wanna yeah. go get my gun license. I wanna go get my motorcycle license. I wanna," right. and it, it, it sounds cool. Oh yeah, guns and motorcycles, woohoo! Yeah. But if you never yeah. go do
1: it, do it.
0: You know, if your son never sees you come home from work, you're tired, but the only motorcycle lesson is at seven. So you got to like, you know, rush home and eat dinner real quick quick. and bounce over there and go get it done. Like those are the things that your kids are going to see and be like, all right, cool. Like when my dad says something, he means it. So when I see these people going back to these fucking chains, man, that I think that that was that that for me kind of cut deep reason Mm -hmm. being I was one of the first people out here at Queens Park. Mm-hmm. Like all, all people see is like you know the the Chris guy because he made the most noise online is like, dude, there's people yeah. that were I'm 18 years into that this yeah. year, right? Yeah, so it's like I've been saying it for 18 almost two decades, bro. I'm 34 years old at yeah, this man. for 18 years, oh, seen this shit from when 9-11 happened as a kid. We used to have a lot of like Somalians in our buildings. Right. There was a very multicultural scenario. But see, the the, the difference was as kids, we all used to go to Eglinton Flats at the park on the weekends and every nationality would be there and bring all their dishes and we'd all chop it up as a community. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see the the, the hatred. But the moment that we left our buildings and went to the other projects, bro, it was like war. Like just because yeah. you're just because your skin was brown bro everybody yeah. hated you after 9 yeah. 11. so I remember yeah. that kind of you know sh- hitting a a, a a like a a weird nerve for me and then when this happened and they were like oh the anti-jab people and I'm like whoa hold on bro yeah. same identical thing happening so when I see people that were shunned that bad, and then some people are saying, nah, you know what, I'm not gonna allow society to treat you like this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. fucking say no. I'm going to yeah. keep my doors open. And yeah. then everyone yeah. is all, yes, for sure. You know, we're yeah. coming in. Come support these people. And then, dude, the moment that the chains open, they they leave. And my problem is that there's no reflection of the action.
1: No, it's like it never happened, right? I hate that. Like, I can't like fucking stand years. that. It's like the two years never happened and it drives me nuts. And then there's, and then you know it's like, it's like it's like the, the leaves falling in fall time, right? Some of them fall like right at the end of summer and then there's it's Halloween and there's a couple trees with some leaves hanging on, but eventually right. they fall too. And that's what I feel where we're getting removed from it and people are forgetting and then they allow themselves to go back into it and they're not punishing them for it. You know what I mean? Like there has to be, and and that's another thing where you think, you know, you're convinced to think that you're so meek. Well, it's like, I don't care if it's $7 that I'm spending when I go into that coffee shop. I will never spend that $7 again if they treat me the wrong way, right? And if they treat me good, I'm definitely going back. And I think that was a bit of the problem in Winnipeg too. I only went to the three spots that treated me properly when I wasn't wearing a mask. And I couldn't allow myself to go anywhere else. And then I just found like there was nothing to do because the environment is, is Winnipeg, right? So it's not like you're going to be outside in the winter time. And it just became a place where it's like there's nothing left. Like they sucked whatever soul out, and the people with principle can't go back to those places that told me that I wasn't welcome. Like I just can't.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't. Yeah. And t- till this day, man. Like I still obviously there's a couple places. Like there's you know a couple of the. The big farms that have, um, you know, like these giant, you know, grounds and activities where you could literally pay, you know, 20 bucks and your kids Mm -hmm. for the entire day where you can let them run around, burn those calories, you know, train the mind, all these little games, play with other kids. So those are the. These are the people that like. They were never like Nazis about the gene therapy, but they, they did they did the mask thing. Yes, um, yeah. But, but also, these are also places that the moment that the news came out and said, whoa, 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 we may not need this shit. They instantly, <laughs> right. Yes. So they, they, they kind of did. See, I have like a, a bit of a, a different understanding, right. And I kind of go at this free dumbass community, um, mm-hmm. because they're very, they're very one sided, <laughs> right. They're, They're super one sided. So so now it's like anybody who's ever worn a mask, anybody who's ever got a gene therapy. These are just bad people. And I'm like, bro, you need to you need to understand like this was the greatest psychological operation that's ever been, you know, dropped onto a a society period. And they had the technology to do it. They had all the 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 plan everything man and they've been able to dumb down the people to an all-time low to where the understanding of things is completely gone so we need to have a little bit of compassion for certain places as for big chains fuck every big chain yeah i don't care about you guys you guys had the ability to put in the money and say i'm not doing shit and i got the money to tell you no but
1: you didn't yes Yes. yes Yes, and like I said, I have I have family members, and majority of my family members did it. You know what I mean. And the ones that were, you know, vocal at alienating me and my wife is like they already thought we were living on the edge because, like, you know, we work for ourselves, and you know, we eat healthy, Ooh, living right, on the right. edge, right? It's not all you drink is water. You know, you're gonna hurt yourself, right? And uh, there's a, you know, there's a few family members who literally like needed medical procedures and they literally couldn't. And and that's their choice to make. But yeah. they, from the beginning, they said, I never wanted to, I never wanted to. And I have compassion. That's like someone who has been assaulted, right. you know? And it's like, right. I'm not gonna blame you because the act took place and try to act like you were with it when you weren't with it. It was something that was thrust upon you, you know right. what I mean?
0: Right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and I think that that's the line that kind of needs to be, and I don't want to beat on this, this C19 horse. I just think that it's very important to, you know, just, just remind people that, you know, not everybody could be. You know, not everybody could see what was going on. A lot of people, all they saw was like, well, well but my mortgage is going to go away. Like I've worked my ass off to get this house. Right. Yes. Especially in the market that we've had for the last forever. People are yes. like, OK, well, you know, they finally got into a house. And think about the people right now that are on variable mortgages who now have heart issues, who may not ever be able to pay their mortgage as it's going up in their faces. And yes. they know that their children are going like, to take on this debt. So I'm just, I want people to kind of put themselves into these, into the shoes of people. Don't get me wrong. If you're one of those people like the, uh, What's that goof's name? The the Matt Goodband or whatever. Oh that yeah, yeah, and Matt you're overly, fucking right.
1: You sort of use your influence to create division and stuff like that. It's like no, right? And it's like it's a great point what you said about like another level of division, right? Like we didn't think the pie could be broken up in any ways in terms of separating people, and then they right. drop this, you know, this whole C19 and the mandates and everything, and then all of a sudden it's just like, whoa, there's another reason that you're different than me, and then right. that's a, because somehow different is a problem now,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the good thing is i think the good thing though is is uh they kind of shot themselves in the foot and i said this early on when everybody was oh they're creating division i'm like no 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 you're not understanding though they've they've single-handedly got rid of race the whole race the race issue disappeared right because now it's become you know just gene therapy versus no gene therapy right and at the end of the day it's like well what we saw was the the same trend of of black folks saying, "Hey, bro, like, we're, stay the fuck away from me with this, bro. I'm not doing your mask. I'm not doing your jab. Yeah. It just is yeah. what it is. You guys have fucked around too much in the past. Like, yes. you look at what was it? Tuskegee, I believe. Tuskegee, like, yeah, you guys fucked around, bro. So they were all like, no. And honestly, they had a huge influence on you know the the, the Western world. And I, yeah. I I don't think that people are grateful enough to see that that divide. If had we mended that properly, could have mm-hmm. finally been and don't ask me why it's all white and black, like there's no other people out there. It fucking drives yeah, me crazy. But that's why know. but
1: that's that's where they try to make it, right? Right. That's why they try to make it, right? right? And then growing up growing up in Winnipeg, you know, there was racism, right? right. But of course. I wouldn't say that Winnipeg was an overtly racist place because right. my friends were white kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And actually it wasn't until those times where I actually had really some struggles inside because most of my friends were white. So when my family would say that, like, they are doing things like, you know, I was walking home from school with these guys and they always used to bully me. And then all of a sudden they pretended to be my friends. But what I didn't realize is one of them was walking behind me and cutting my winter jacket with a razor blade. So when I got home, my parents were like, what happened to your jacket? And I had no idea. I took it off and it's all cut up, you know? So I couldn't understand how they could not like me for my skin color because I don't see that with my friend. You know, it's it's Dennis, it's Trenton, it's Tom, it's it's Kelly. Like it's not right. Like, right, right. You know what I mean? So it was very hard for me to understand it. So then becoming an adult with the whole BLM thing, and then when they're trying to say that like, you know, racism is is kind of putting me on a track and I can't do anything with my life other than certain things because racism and a racist system, well, I'm an outlier. Right. Because since 2004, I've worked for myself. You know what I mean? Right, right. I don't have any loans. We didn't take out loans for our business. That was another reason why we weren't letting the government shut us down because we got denied for loans when we tried to start our business. It's like you wouldn't help me. Now you're trying to shut me down.
0: Right. You know right.
1: I mean? So we, we had those things, you know? And then even touching back to what you had said, my my dad had told me when he was in school in Jamaica, my dad he passed away six years ago, but my dad was born in 1928. Okay. So my dad was 40, 48, 49 years old when I was born. And I'm the youngest of six, not the oldest of six. That would be crazy. But he told me the story of when he went to school one day and all the Jamaican kids had to line up in this line to get a vaccine, uh, to get a vaccine, right? So Mm. he noticed that all the kids from Scotland and Ireland and England, they were over there playing and none of them got one, right? Mm. But he had to get one. So that never made sense to him. So then as me and my siblings now were born, none of us ever took anything. Because no one could explain to my dad, I'm born here. This is my country. Why do I have to take something and they don't? Right, that never right. made sense to him, right? So that's kind of where, like you said, it has to go back to the, to the fathers making that stand and just saying, hey, this isn't right. adding up. This is why we're doing certain things, right?
0: Yeah. And I honestly, man, I think that... uh you know, a lot of people get real triggered when when there's oh, my God, there's a white dude and a black dude and they're talking about racism and how it doesn't need to exist. It's terrifying. right? Like it's fucking it's crazy to me, man, that like we can't even discuss these things. And that's exactly how we got here is like yeah. people don't want to have these critical discussions because I'll be honest with you, man. I know that that obviously racism exists everywhere.
1: Yeah. Right, and that's
0: that's like people just try to put a they try to put an eye on, you know, for one like, you know, we we and this is going to trigger a lot of people. So if you don't want to be triggered, just just turn this episode off yeah, right it's now. It's um it's but <laughs> people like we need to understand that the powers that be try to target one group and highlight their slavery as though it was the only slavery because yeah. it funds, yes. you know, psychological campaigns against the people, right? Yes. Th- yes. like and i'm not saying one slavery is better it's all stupid it's all fucking yeah. dumb i i can agree cool th- yes. there's been atrocities one done
1: isn't above the other right,
0: right? there's they're, they're the same level of atrocity you know right. what i mean and we don't have to go or, like i see people try to argue oh blacks had slaves before white people. and it's like dude who, it's slavery slavery like why are we trying to argue you know
1: <laughs> who cares it's again shit. the color thing again that the color right thing. exactly it if it's right or wrong it's like well that color does it too so therefore yeah. that wrong is now right
0: Right. Right. It's like when people say, like, oh, you know, there's there's so much more black on black crime. I'm like, dude, it's fucking crime. Just take the color out of it. That's it. Just shut the fuck up. Somebody died. OK, yeah. let, let, you let's know what stop talking. In
1: Jamaica, they don't talk. They don't call it black on black crime in Jamaica. It's just crime, bro.
2: Right. Crime.
1: And, and I mean, <laughs> that's, Chinese a in, <laughs> that's a good uh, point. Indian people in Jamaica, they don't say <laughs> black on black crime. There's no stats for black on black crime in Jamaica because it's crime. And okay. <laughs> right. they the day, someone was hurt. That's all that matters. Right.
0: Right. And I think that that's where we've lost our ability to talk about these things. Right. Because, see, the discussions that I have about this is, look, we can all acknowledge that there is racism. There's always an ism somewhere. Right. It's the same way if me and my family moved out to Jamaica. We're not we're not going to be the most like people in the fucking neighborhood. You know what
1: I mean? Until people get to know you. right? Right. And that's just it. it.
0: Right? That's just it, and that's how we've always, you know, we've always told our kids that you always judge somebody on their character. Absolutely. I don't give a fuck if they're purple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, it's their character. If they're shit people, they're shit people. It that's is what it is, and you're allowed to call that out. You make sure you let them know that they're shit people.
1: They're shit people. It has nothing to do with their their innate characteristics. And another thing you're saying about racism, I think there's also a difference between and we've kind of blurred line, like. There's prejudice and then there's racism, right? So when I look at at racism, I feel like my life would be in danger. Like that's a racist person. Like my life, like he hates, he or she hates me so much that they would do me harm or they would want to do me harm. And then there's prejudice where it's like, I don't want no black guy living next to me. There's a difference, right? You're not going to take action on on the prejudice, but you will take action on the racism. You know, Uh, my cousin who, you know, he played in the CFL, but he went to Texas Southern University. And like, there is a very thick line between the black side of texas and in the white cities you know like arlington is very white so they Mm. don't normally go to arlington and if you went around they'd be like what are you doing in arlington right those are very distinct lines that are being drawn but that's based over years of prejudice right not necessarily racism and that's what people kind of have to understand there's prejudice people and we all have pseudo prejudices but is that prejudice going to turn into hatred which is becoming racist right you know what i mean you know, right? And then also our prejudices come because a lot of times we don't understand something, and then if you give yourself an opportunity to understand that you're not a prejudice, right? Yeah, you know that's exactly
0: mean? what it is. And I think that um I think that the end to all of this, and I know this is a saying coming from a white dude, so it's gonna be taken some sort of way these days for whatever fucking reason. Color, yeah. Right, right. Color. Is it's as 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 simple as this. Look, the human body has the ability to take a contaminant that comes into it, send out these killer T-cells that are going to seek out you know, contaminated cells and distorted cells. And it's going to destroy them before you get sick. And you get enough people together with a drawing and these men can take these, you know, the, these materials and turn it into this, um, you, you know, engineering marvel. We can build, you know, a community. We can build countries. We can build bridges. We can build foundations of societies. And they have you looking at somebody's fucking skin color, dude. That is the that is the <laughs> biggest way to demean anybody. The yes. fact that you would yes. look at somebody for how they look and all of a sudden that's supposed to be the focus of mm-hmm. that Dude, I've always thought that this is the dumbest fucking thing in the planet because, again, when people talk about it, it's like, well, y'all need to understand that I grew up in a place where I was the, the very visible minority. Right. right. Like I grew up on a place where it was a lot of Somalians, um, a, a lot of black folks, a lot yeah. of people from, from Kosovo. But uh, when that immigration Yo. thing Yo. happened, bro, it yeah. was all out war. It yeah, man. War, bro. And my and parents a were traumatized
1: people. there's a lot of war. traumatized people that came into your circle there, too. Yeah,
0: right? man. So it was just constant war. And, bro, I was the one who would have to, you know, kind of put a hood on in order to catch the bus so nobody could see the color of my skin. So, like, mm-hmm. I understand the way this works. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. I think that we're at a point in time now where it's like, look, man, the only thing keeping this alive is the media.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. I had a great conversation with with like my, my dentist, who happens to be my client. Like he's from Vancouver, and he actually him and his wife moved back out here. But he said, like you know, growing up, like his Korean friends had the Korean cultural center, his Chinese friends had the Chinese cultural center. Like everybody had something. And he's like, as a white kid, there was nothing for me. But he's like, no one thinks about those things, right? And then he's like, because me and him have that relationship, he feels safe saying that to me because I will understand. Sure. But he doesn't feel safe saying it to another black man or another person who's non-white because he's like. They're told to focus that I have everything and my life has been perfect, right? And that goes again for we have to be able to have conversations. You know what I mean? Because I, yeah. can, I can understand your point of view because I was in that situation, right? It's just that like the color of our skin is different, but our experiences are the same, you know? So you had people from Kosovo. I'm about 10 years older than you. So I had people from the former Yugoslavia coming. So, mm-hmm. we had Serbs and Croatians and guys oh. that were friends one minute were on the basketball team. They're wanting to fight each other now over simple crazy, things. Crazy, bro. And depending on what the media said, certain guy was hated within the school or not because his side was doing this. And it was crazy, you know? And then you see that division, and it's like, guys, like, whoa, like, you know? And that's how easily that can happen when we shine a light on something that doesn't matter, right? And people are low right. vibrational thinkers, right?
0: Right, right. And it's just crazy how, like, you know, people are they're 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 so quick to know you know how how everything works in a superficial sense like yes. everybody knows how the you know the the when the newest Jordans are dropping or everybody knows when the new Kardashian episodes yeah. on, but nobody yeah. actually wants to to sit down and have these kind of conversations because they for whatever reason and and I'll never understand why they're edgy because I've talked to other people man I talked to everybody and this yeah, is why I, I have a hard time with the the racism thing is yeah. is simply because bro when I go out to the stores mm-hmm. th- there's all kinds of people and it's bro. nothing but people being nice to each other so yes. when I when I see the media putting it like oh this was a hate crime I'm like you ever think that maybe some shit just happened
1: you yeah, know what man. I mean like and it was whoever was just there in the vicinity you know yes. what I mean? Right. And it, and it's how you put it out there. You know, like, of course, like, you know, my wife's Filipina. Right. I'm right. Jamaican background. Right. My son only saw the difference in our skin color when one of his friends at Montessori and it's from a weak father said, oh, hey, my dad said that people who are different colors shouldn't be married. So then my son, and then we were, you know, he was young enough, then we were taking a shower and I was like, oh, look, your feet look like a mini version of mine. And he's like, yeah, but yours are darker. And I'm like, why would you say that? Like, he'd never said it. Then he explained to me what happened, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, but that was the last time those type of discussions, like we don't, it's race doesn't exist, it's where that person is from. Oh, his friend Boris, right? He's from East Right, Oh, right. so, Boris is from East. It's not Boris the white kid. It's Boris. And right. you know, he comes from whatever. We don't right. describe people based on their skin color because it mm-hmm. makes no sense. You're you're more than that, right? You're more and don't, than. Sorry, go aren't ahead.
0: you? Uh, aren't you tired of these people too? That are like, uh, and this one kills me. It's like the people that are. You, you, they want the problem to disappear but then they'll just be like oh like i, I don't see color and i'm like motherfucker <laughs> like that's the biggest virtue signal ever bro <laughs> let's be real of course, let's be real of like
1: course you do, but how important it is in your memory <laughs> or your decision making factor right
0: yeah, I, like, right and, and the point is the, the point i'm trying to get at is like dude that that solves nothing like by saying that that's a slap in the face dude. that's ignoring somebody's culture because yes. i don't know about you but you should have had this too but when I was in elementary school, bro, we used to have culture weeks yeah, where man. everybody would wear, like, yo, you'd wear if you were from the Philippines. We want to see your outfit from the Philippines. We want yeah, you to bring dishes from the Philippines, yeah, bro. And it would be like the whole school is yeah. celebrating everybody's culture. So to be it's, like, oh, I don't see color. I'm like, yo, I do. And I also I do. know. That this culture is fucking sick, you know. This yes. culture knows this. This culture Netflix is wicked TV. with language. This culture yes. can hunt. This culture has bomb ass food, right? Like, yes. dude, you're exploring yes. the world. That's what we're supposed to do. That's why you travel.
1: Yes, right? You know, we had this thing in Winnipeg called. We still, I guess, it's going back now because COVID got shut, got shut down. But uh, Folklorama. So it was like, you know, whatever country. So we had the Jamaican pavilion, there's an Irish pavilion, there's a Belgian pavilion, and it was over two weeks in Winnipeg. So your pavilion would have the first week or the second week. You'd go to Safeway, you'd buy your passport for like 15 bucks. And then when you go to the pavilion, you get it stamped. It's like a passport. Right. There's, you know, there's arts and crafts, there's entertainment, there's food. And as a kid, I always thought that was awesome because mm-hmm. I got a chance to go to my friends' pavilions and see what their culture was right. like. Right? right? But but unfortunately, they're not focusing as much on that anymore. It's more like a nostalgic thing instead of like, we need to have this as the foundation of growing up, we all have to understand our differences. That's what makes us special, right? right. You know, but kids, kids see things that we don't, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And like, dude I, i'll say this time and time and time and time again dude i've been preaching this for over a decade is dude nobody is born a racist dude it is taught it is learned it is shown to somebody it is at some point in time you have been told to dislike this person because of this and largely it comes from media influence is the yes. same way that you see a lot of you know uh forever like uh um uh, black folks and hispanics have you know largely voted democrat and i'm not one for politics of voting i'm just saying yes. that this is a trend that we've seen and they yes. don't even Know why? Right.
1: I just do it. That's what we do, right? right?
0: <laughs> but now, now what we're seeing is this: we're seeing this giant shift, which is beautiful, right? Yeah. Now everything is starting to swing in in a different direction. Where people are like, "Well, you know, I don't really like this Democratic Party. I don't really like this Republican Party. Right. So I'm kind of traveling in the middle." So we're starting to see the middle finally grow. Like yes. they're, they're starting to realize that there's cancer on both sides, and yes. both of them just have these crazy ideologies. So I think. I think that what we need to do, like just to kind of end off on like this topic, is to bro. I I really think that we should bring the multicultural days back. I really think that we should be putting on events like that. I think that as you know, quote unquote influencers, people should put their time and effort instead of on clicks and follows. How about we try to build the fucking communities again? Have we start to do things of importance again instead of just sit there and be like, Oh, you know, white man bad, black man bad. Like, dude, shut up. Like let's do it's it's such fucking nonsense, man
1: it is and it it, like you said it it drags people apart and then it's looking for the next thing to latch onto it's like you know spider-man going across right like once that little bit of momentum from the last whatever thing they put on the media is dying down oh then there's something else and you grab onto that and then you just keeps you swinging right 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 and then people keep talking about that issue but they're not talking about the bigger issue like for example i know for for a fact that regardless of the color of the skin of your son, if your son hangs around with negative people and does negative things, he's going to end 100%. up in a negative situation, right? Mm-hmm. So I reverse engineer. Anytime something like that happens, I'm explaining to my son, how, how did he get in that situation and how do mm-hmm. you prevent that from happening? Because you can only control your actions, right? And All I don't right. want to have to, try to judge how you're going to react. I'll just put myself in a different situation. And I think instead of focusing on how can we learn from these things, it just drives a bigger wedge right yeah and I of course also there used to be power in being center and then remember you're left center right center now you're just left or right there's no right. Left center, right? <laughs> <laughs> right
0: it's so true man it's so fucking true How it's all i think that nothing has changed for the better over the last like decade and i just say yeah. man i think people just need to get back to being people man like Enough with the bullshit. I'm just, I'm, I'm growing tired of it, man. Like I'm tired of hearing about it. And I get that people are like, oh, you know, it's raising awareness. I'm like, but at what point, like, what is the repercussion of too much information on a subject? Yes. Yes. Right, well, like,
1: it's complacency. I'm just, my duty is now to just get more information on that. But what are you doing right. to organize that information? Right. Like right. people will say, like people will say, okay, well you guys are moving to Vancouver. Like it's so expensive. Is it, is it expensive if I put myself in a scarcity mindset? Or is it a place where I can grow right. because you're around people who are used to paying more for quality services? Like yeah. you have to ask yourself that, right? So it's, it's again, the growth mindset is a thing that we shouldn't have conversations. So I should make this decision in an echo chamber, which is probably gonna lead me to do what is perceived as safe, which is what you're doing. Cause you're never gonna tell me what's going hard or wrong in your life. So mm-hmm. if I just get a mortgage and I just get a good job and then, you know, we go to the cottage in the summertime, if I do what you do, because what you do is safe and you're happy, then I'm gonna be okay. And then that's what leads to people not having right. a conversation. Cause I don't want to really tell you like, bro, like, you know, we shouldn't have bought such a big house. or I don't want to tell you that, bro. Like, you know what I mean? It's this this whole lifestyle thing ain't making it, this suburb thing ain't making it. I want right. to be in the country. You know, we can't have those conversations anymore because everybody's afraid to put it out there that they made, made a bad decision, right? And nobody yep. wants to take a chance to, to move forward, right?
0: Yeah. Cause, and and that's what it is, right? Is, is society has created this mold. Right. And everybody has to fit into that mold, right? You're supposed to, you know, uh, go through your your elementary school and your high school. You're supposed to get your high school after high school. You're supposed to either pick college, university or, you know, jump into the workforce. And then after the workforce, you're supposed to buy a house, put yourself in hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and then try to pay that off for your entire life to hopefully retire at like, you know, 65 and collect this shitty pension, which is, you know, next to nothing. And that's the cycle, like for people to even still try to push that cycle is like, do you not see how broke? It is yes.
1: okay. And it, like, it, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, man.
0: It, it, it's like there's 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 one uh, something that I like to you know inform people about is like you know how come in school you're never taught about chunking. And people don't know what chunking is, and I'm like, it's where you go get like a ten thousand dollar line of credit. You take yep. that ten thousand dollar line of credit, you drop that on the principal of the house, and now you're only paying, you know, say if you paid if you bought the house for three hundred thousand, right? You take that ten thousand, now you're only paying interest on 290, and then you take all of your funds, you build that ten thousand back up. The moment that it's built up, drop yep. it again. Now you're only paying interest on 280, and you yes. just and all of a sudden, you have a house paid off in four years. Yes. They don't teach you that shit. They just teach yeah. you to keep renewing your mortgage, keep yeah, renewing man. at a better rate. And I'm like, dude, you, you don't understand what you're doing. You're prolonging. You're, you're continuing the bleeding. You're not stopping the bleeding at any point. But this yeah. isn't taught to people in school because they want you to be a fucking slave. Yes, man. A good, good worker,
1: and a good slave. And they know, like, it's like you just watch it if you ever lived in one of those bedroom communities. We live kind of one of those in Winnipeg. Everybody leaves in between seven and eight in the morning. Everybody's like an exodus. <laughs> in between 4:30 and 5:30, everybody comes back, and in between it's just silence and there. You can hear bird poop dropping. It's so quiet, right? And these are people who have these massive mortgages to pay off, and they go to work and they sell their time for dollars, and then they come home and enjoy that house. But the majority of the time in the house is spent sleeping. And then mm. when you look at how much of that actual house they spend time in, they would be better off with like a small house that costs 25% of what they have right now, and using that excess money to travel.
2: You know what right. I mean?
1: Right. Because as, as a kid growing up, we went to Jamaica every year for a month. I left school for a month. My dad was like, that's it. it. It's just it was a given that we're going to Jamaica for a month. Right. My dad never made more than twenty one dollars an hour. My mom never made more than eighteen dollars an hour. Right. And we managed to go to Jamaica. My dad, brick by brick, built a beautiful, amazing house that he wanted to retire. in. And he said, at the end of the day, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you guys. Right. So now right. my dad is gone and the house still stands. Right. No mortgage on it. This is a man who never made more than $21 an hour. And every year he builds a little bit on his house, right? But they won't tell you to do something and have patience. Take out the loan. Get it now. Pay for it later. Right? Mm. And then later is between now and when you retire.
0: And then you can right, retire. Right. You use all of your juice to pay for the house. And now you can sit back and what? Anyway. what? Right. Doesn't make sense. Exactly. Exactly. So you know what? This actually uh this is a good time to use that uh, as kind of like a segue. I think your audio is a little off right now for whatever reason. Am I up now? Am I good? Uh it sounds a little better, yeah. Okay, good. Sorry but about that. uh when we talk about um I guess we can kind of get into some some fitness shit now. Mm-hmm. So when we uh when we talk about, you know, people wanting to, I guess, be programmed to take the fast route. How do you see that kind of affect the people that come to you as potential clients, right. you know, co- being with, the, with that, like, I want it now mindset? Yeah, broken. And
1: then what happens is they don't yeah,
0: understand. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, your audio is still way off.
1: Let me see. Do I have I'm going to see if I have my headphones here. That's
0: crazy. Let me just double check, make sure. The yeah, it's like super echoey.
1: Is that better? Yeah, much better. Okay, cool. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so when people come to us, unfortunately, they're expecting a quick fix. So they've been programmed to think that there's a quick fix coming. And then because they know that we're kind of on the, on the more like the, the experienced, you know, expert end of things, that we're going to make it happen even faster. And the problem is, is that it actually needs to slow down right? Mm. To slow down. So we had, you know, a client who, you know, her cortisol was all over the place. She had back pain. She had a lot of stuff going on in her life. So it was actually Marianne's client. And she's like, you know what? I need you to focus on drinking this amount of water. I need you to focus on getting off your phone two hours before bed. And I need you to focus on doing these stretches and getting to bed and having this much sleep. After the first two, three weeks, it all went away. She was feeling great. The next month came, She said she wasn't really happy with the progress she made because she thought she'd get more changes in her body. But we're trying to explain to her that, well, if your cortisol is out of whack and you're storing fat at a high rate in water, your body's never going to change. So we got to bring that down. Right. But Mm. they've been programmed to think that here comes a workout, some magical workout with some magical food combination, and it's going to melt off and I'm going to look like the, the, you know, the before and after pics that other people post. And that's damaging, right? Because that makes them give up or that makes them just go for something that convinces them They're, they'll go for something oh maybe i'll try this or maybe i'll try that and that's that's the biggest issue right that's
0: mm-hmm. definitely right mm-hmm. i guess we see that a lot too with people in the scale like the scale is i swear it's a fucking it's it's so good if used as the appropriate tool yes. but it's dude i see that used horribly everywhere because it's like, oh, well, hey, I want to come to you to lose, say, 20 pounds. It's like, all right, cool. So your goal is 20 pounds. Yes, it's 20 pounds. Okay, well, the scale is going to go up first. And they're like, wait, what? And it's like, dude, listen to me. You're not burning shit. Right. Yeah. Like you're metabolically just on the floor, right? Yeah, like we yeah, need to make sure that we're building muscle. So just you existing yes. is burning yes. more calories. Right. Yes. But they see the scale go up and it's like, yo, dude, and they start tripping. Right. But it's, it's because it's not immediate when you could be like, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to cut you down a thousand calories. You're going to pick yeah. up your cardio and you're going to yeah. look great in a month. And then month two, you're going yeah. to be in the worst shape of your life. Yeah. But you'll get you're, the results you're, you're, now.
1: On. Your period's gone, everything else is gone. You have metabolic damage. And that's the thing, right? They want that. And almost if you don't give it to them, they get upset. So we just have to tell people, well, usually, and it's not to be conceded. it's because like my wife has been a nurse since 1997. We've been doing this since 2004. We took the opportunity during the lockdown. I'm doing my course right now. She became an integrative health practitioner taking the training during the lockdown we invested money in ourselves you know what i mean to be able to be offering more services because the medical system is messed up right so what happens is they end up wanting to go to someone who's cheaper and who gives them more frivolous information right so sometimes i just want macros and i just want cardio and i just want what and it's like there's some people that we don't even give cardio in the beginning because like you are so discombobulated that cardio is going to seem like another stress to you so what you need to do Can I just get you to walk? And then it's like, but there's nothing fancy about it. And that's the thing, right? We're used to the emotional reaction. There's no emotional reaction for me to tell you that you need to sleep more. But right. if I tell you, okay, like you know what, I'm gonna send you something tomorrow. And when you get to the gym, oh okay, well, I'm all hyped to do it, but that pitters off after a while too, because it doesn't yeah. equal, like you said, long long standing results, right?
0: Right, right. So what 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 do you find with uh with you know these trainers online? because they're everywhere like they they are single-handedly the reason and i'm speaking to all of you instagram fucking shit-ass trainers out there i'm talking to everyone you so if you're listening you suck um i just want to let you guys know (laughs) Mm -hmm. that uh just because you get somebody super lean does not make you a a professional like these are the 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 reason that i never got into personal training professionally because bro it's i i just Anybody who knows me knows that I have a real problem with being associated with any sort of like fuckery dishonesty or fakeness, (laughs) but I just, I, I can't, I can't do it. Right. Like it's like, I, I carry around this. If I ever get myself into something like that is like, dude, I got into like the gang life and the, the selling Mm -hmm. drugs and all that shit. And I always walked around with like a heavy heart about it because I knew it was wrong. You know what I mean? And it's not like, oh yo, but you're making tons of money. I'm like, but somebody's fucking life is getting destroyed. Right, all for this yeah. dollar that I'm spending yeah. on fucking shoes. Like for it just.
1: Shit. Yep. Right. So it yep. seemed
0: useless. So obviously, you know, I'm young, uh, kind of a little bit of a, a product in my environment. Although, yep. you know, I believe that when you're an adult, you have the ability to change that. And I did. Um, but the point is, like, when it comes to trainers, there's so many that follow this cookie cutter bullshit. Like, if you can punch your information into a little fucking app, and that designs your program for you in five minutes, there's a Oh, I got the quick fix. I have a guideline to follow. And I'm like, but you're not do you? Re- do you really think that your body is just calories in calories out? Is that simple?
1: No, and that's it's the thing that drives me that's the thing that drives me nuts. And like you said, they learn from someone else. And the worst part about it is okay, so you're my you're my coach, right? You get me in shape. Now I'm training people. Right. Right. But you've only kept me in shape for three or four months. So I'm right. only going off what you told me. And then if it's not working for that person, they're just gonna do it harder, double down on it. And mm-hmm. that's how it keeps spreading, you know? Right. And I would say like like I said, everybody seems to want to know it all, but they don't want to give credit to the person that pointed, pointed them in the right direction. So I have mentors, Mike Dolce, Tommy Europe, Clyde Griffin. Those are people that were mentors that were literally doing it before me, doing it at a level that I dreamed of getting to. And I asked them for help. You know, when I got my first certificate certification, it took almost a year. CanFit Pro used to be way different, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's like a weekend thing. It used to be way different. So you used to have to, they'd mail you the course material. You would have scheduled test right and the tests weren't open book either because the question it was such from a big scan of of information that you wouldn't be able to use your book for it and then to top it off at the end i would have to record myself putting someone through a workout and this is before there was like tons of emails of like that and have to send the usb stick right in the mail all the way to toronto for them to all review right. to see if i passed then when i passed i still had to train for three months without charging anybody because I had to put in like like learning hours, like apprentice hours. Right. And then that's then you then you once you were getting to the end of your apprentice hours, you want to learn how to put that to action. And there was no social media for me to be like, oh well, let me go to my space and see if there's any trainers on it. There wasn't so you go to the person that you see. And luckily these are people because there wasn't a crap ton of them then because there was no social media. So you actually had to be good or else people wouldn't come to you. Then I got information from those people. But nowadays, it's like, here's my cheap certification. Here's my Photoshop pictures. Here's my, you know, me and you will create 18 accounts each and we'll each go to each other's pages and comment on them and make it seem like there's major engagement. Like the energy they spend in deceiving, they should be spending in educating themselves. And that's what they don't. Right. Because it's a low barrier to entry and the money can be good. Like you think about someone on Instagram, you get. 10 people sending you $200 for a kid sitting in his mom's basement, punching out stuff off bodybuilder.com. That's easy money. Yeah, man. Easy money. Right.
0: And and you see it all too often. They're fucking everywhere, man. That's why I will, uh, I'll always tell anybody, man, like instead of me sitting here and then trying to give you all the information, they're like, Oh, but you're not shredded. And it's like, dude, I hunt, Like I need to have a little extra on me, bro. Like if I ever get stranded, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm gonna need a little extra. But that's what they don't
1: realize. Like, shredded is not shredded is definitely not not healthy. If not of anything, bro. If you can't go out and do certain things physically for an extended period of time, you're not in shape. I don't care. I don't care what your bench press is, how much you can deadlift, how much you can squat. Can you run for a mile straight? And then can you jump? Can you climb a wall? Can you crawl on your knees for an extended period of time without your back getting all tight? Are you going to whine about your forearms hurting? This is real, real life stuff. Can you carry your back? Can you pull a sled behind you, right? Mm -hmm. Can you carry your child while you're running and making sure that you're running at a certain pace, right? Right. You know, all those things, right? And a lot of people even, can can you consume the food that you need to execute those things? Right. Probably not, because right. that beer that beer and the and the and the bourbon or whatever you're drinking tonight ain't going to mm-hmm. help you tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's that's real physical condition. That's real physical yeah. condition, right? The gym is just a place where you can go to practice certain things to make your body look and move a certain way, but you have to get out there and execute it or else you will not know how to do it, right? Yeah, We've man. seen those big guys that gas out in a fight and it's some guy who doesn't look like much, but he's got skill and he's got stamina. And that big guy's got all this muscle, he's shredded. But he got no skill, yep. right? Yep.
0: Definitely. Yeah, man. I I think that that's the problem is is people and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. Like if I see you know someone who's like a, a nutritionist, but you're fat as fuck, or your personal trainer, but you're fat as hell, I'm like, dude, you just like you, you're so off brand yes. that like I can't listen to you because how can you know what you're doing yes. for everyone but yourself? Like that shows me you don't have accountability. So, like, right. when I speak to people, right, like, they'll be like, oh, you know, like, he's a he's a bigger guy. But like, I, I choose not to be shredded. Dude, getting shredded right. is not very fucking hard. Like, it's right. very easy. Like, I understand the principles. I just yes. I, I don't like. Honestly, I'm not a fan of the look because it's way too much upkeep. I got to be way too picky with my calories. Bro, I work construction. I got two kids. I'm at the gym. I hunt. I do the podcast. I do the – bro, I live a little bit more sloppy than I should in the sense of some days I'll eat 300 more calories. Someday I'll eat 200 less calories, right? Right. But I'm always kind of on it to make sure that at some point, you know, I kind of level out, but I never miss the gym sessions. I exactly. never, I always make sure I hit my step count. I always make sure I hit my water. I'm exactly. rarely ever, dude, my body never really detoxes because I don't yeah. feed it shit. So exactly. it's like, you know what I mean? I don't care about the the aesthetic like, oh, you know, like, oh, dude, you just have a flat stomach, but you don't have a six pack. Why should I listen to you about a six pack? I'm like,
1: fair, yeah. I guess, too. right? That's a problem that we have with visual, right? Because there's so many little tricks and tools people can use to trick themselves, and there's people yep. that have never physically met their online coach. Yep. They've never hundred acted- percent. So they're looking at a picture of someone who that person doesn't even look like that, right? Yeah. The and one time
0: he dieted for a show, and that's the only picture he took about six thousand photos that week, you right. know. And if the picture of the
1: show, if the picture of the show or your prep from the show is the basis for the pictures on your page, and you don't you don't live a lifestyle, you know, like right. I know for example, like you know, we wanted to touch on like the Kangen water. So people will hear me speak negatively about the business model behind the Kangen machine. So we bought the Kangen machine when the lockdown was going on, right? We were always searching for better water. My mom has Parkinson's disease. There's cancers in Marianne's side of the family. You know, my dad had type two diabetes, you know, and kidney failure and stuff like that. So we know Winnipeg water is shitty. So we're looking for something better than a Brita machine. So we found that. And it was something that we would use in our gym and make sure our clients were drinking better water. It was never something where we got on it with a, it a tangent to sell it. And that's right. the problem where it's like it's gotten from, hey, here is a high end item that you might think it's worth it. You might not think it was worth it, but the the cost is stable. So I'm not getting some deal because I bought it six months before you. But the bottom line is the value should always be in the health aspect of the product. So right. you can you can get a Berkey if you want. You can get there's other things that you can want. But way the way we show it is like we live it. So when we travel, we have our bags with us. We take it on the plane. People are always like, how do you? It's medical water. It's medical grade water. We live it, right? So when people ask us about it, we only talk about the health aspects. My wife could sell you one if if you really wanted one, but she's gonna make sure that if you do think about buying it, that you're buying it because it's going to improve the amount of water you drink and your health. If you're thinking about it, it's gonna make you some money. It's not because it doesn't make us money. It gets us healthier. My son has a better quality of water. We give it out to a lot of people. That's what the purpose of it is, right? We're beating the system by giving you cleaner water than what the government said they're giving you, right? That's pretty much it. And then the other people, the way they sell it is like, here's a way to make money. Here's a way to, and this is another thing, touching back to the weak men. They're masculizing, masculating a lot of these women by saying, you are going to make more money than your husband. And the one girl that captured everybody in Winnipeg, that was her goal, to make more money than her husband. Mm -hmm. And she constantly mentions that she makes more money than her husband. So she's emasculating him. It shouldn't be about that. That's more money coming into your household, right? Right. Right. And even still, the focus is still too much on the money being made. So that's why you rarely ever see us. We talk about the water. We don't talk about, oh, it's on sale. Here's a Kagan system, whatever. Like, that's not how we do it because we're fitness concierges. So if you want a great physiotherapist, I'll send you to one. If you want a great Cairo, I'll send you to one. If you want a great butcher in your area, I'll find you one. That's what we do. You want great water? We can get a Kagan. You can get a Berkey. You know what I mean? I would I would rather you not drink tap water and bottled water and you know the spring water and stuff like that. You know, right. I have friends who own water companies. I'll recommend you get water from them. It's not all about the Kangen. It's about me helping you get better water. That's it. Right, right.
0: And actually, let's 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 touch on water for a second because I think that people get this so confused. Because I have people ask me all the time, like, "Oh, should I get a Kangen? Should I get a Berkey? Should I get a Brita? Should I get a fucking uh, Santivia? Like, what's the best?" And I always tell them, spring water is the best. And yeah. when they're like. But all the all the springs are contaminated. And I'm like, no, no, but listen to me, there are still springs, right, that are fine. But when I say spring water. My point and basis of saying that is for you to emulate the things that the the, the planet has given us, right? That is what is best tailored to you. That is why if you go get a burger from McDonald's with all the chemicals, it's not as good as somebody who makes their own bread from three ingredients, right? And then uses pure beef. From a grass-fed cow, that burger is no longer bad for you. That's no longer bad cholesterol. That's no long, like now you're talking about straight health food,
1: right? That's a great. That's a great point you make. Here's the line. Here's the line, right? The best water is spring water. That is without a doubt the standard. You know, that's the right? standard. That, that's a gold, that's a right. That's a gold standard. Everything else is is trying to clean secondary water. We're right. trying to improve secondary water. It'll never be as good as the real McCoy. So in Vancouver, you know, you drive out there's springs everywhere. You know what I mean? Coming off the side of the mountain, coming up the side of the, there's natural springs everywhere. There's people you see on the side of the roads filling up their, their water jugs and stuff like that. That's how nature intended us to have water. You right. know what I mean? That, yeah. and as a kid in Jamaica, like we used to drink out of like streams and springs and just, yeah, man. Jamaica is, it It means the land of wood and water. So there's water everywhere. But the problem is, is when people create living areas that depend on piped in water. Instead of right. back in the day, we used to live around the water. Now people right. depend on these schemes and then they get caught up in the situation with a water shortage and that leads to other problems. But like you said, the gold standard is, is spring water. Now, if you have access to it, like you do, you get out in nature. The thing is, I want it delivered to my door. Again, we're being lazy. It's conveniences, right? It's stopping us from taking that extra step for yeah. optimal health by conveniences, right? And that's yeah. where they get it, get people stuck in that box.
0: For sure. Like even even with myself, man, like I'm not going out to springs. There's no spring anywhere within like a two hour radius of me where the water has been tested to not be contaminated. Unfortunately, as humans, we're really fucking messy people. And we give you know what the problem is, is everybody knows the price of everything and the value of nothing like that's Uh That's the society that we live in. So it's like. Even myself, man, I go to a place called the the water spa, which is like any water depot for anybody who needs, you know, uh, I know, you know, in in Canada is the way it is. There's yep. water depots everywhere. And I go in and I get reverse osmosis water and people are like, oh, my God, that's it, it doesn't have any minerals. And I'm like, hold on. But before I put before I put the jug onto my dispenser, I add mineral rocks into the jug. Right. right. So it's remineralizing the water. But now I know that the water is uh, is free of ninety nine point nine 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 percent of any shit. I would rather really? drink a sterile water because they are like, oh, but then the minerals. But then I'm like, you ever taken a fucking teaspoon of Himalayan salt, bro? That's got like a 100 and some odd trace minerals. Dude, yes, One man. teaspoon is the equivalent yes. of all your water. So shut the fuck up with all of this. You're going to die because you're drinking clean. But you're drinking pop, right? You'd, you'd be drinking Coca-Cola
1: Tommy Johnning like a fucking retard saying or that real. it's okay right <laughs> or a meal the water you know the things that add to the water yeah, right? man. take the cleanest water add some food coloring to it right right no, this is and great red,
0: red number five doesn't do anything, doesn't do anything right? and that's
1: the thing you know you mentioned tommy john you know there's a bunch of other ones and unfortunately like anything else if we all focus on the goal is to give everybody enough information so they can put their health in their own hands and work towards that sure but instead sure. They're bastardizing it and taking people up these streams right. and I'm more popular than you, so I must be right. And we should not be in agreement. No healthiness comes out of drinking pop. I don't care what it is. I don't right. care. It's pop. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's pop. There should just be right across the board. It shouldn't be like, well, does it have sugar or is it artificial sweeteners? It's pop.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That should just be, but we don't have any standards. And then people tend to go where they get to do what they want to do. You know what I mean? So
0: now to to actually, I I think that this is a fucking huge topic to talk about because it seems like everybody doesn't want to speak against, uh, and I'll preface this by saying um, I agree with a lot of what Tommy John says, but Mm -hmm. then there's, there's a line about 30% of the time where I'm like, dude, you go from brilliance to full blown retard in the matter of a a second. Right. And I don't, I don't understand it. And like, look, I, I understand that, you know, health is a sphere, right? Like it's when, um, there's actually something you said earlier that I disagreed with But you know I'm a man so when I disagree I keep scrolling um,
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> right? like, It's kind of what you do you don't have to sit there and be like I have to give my opinion yeah. because then, fucking you, then, me. Then you know that we could have a conversation about it and
0: 100% it we're going to have it right now
1: <laughs> Okay <laughs> <laughs> So I was actually I was
0: waiting for it so we could actually talk about it So when it was like uh, you know like there, there's really no excuse for junk food I agree mm-hmm. However understanding that health is the sphere is like okay so at what point do i say that if i'm going to like a party or something with my kids and i'm connecting with you know my my family members and there's cake and we grab a slice of cake and like that's one of those instances where i'm like well yeah Yeah. but then i know i know that as a rule and this is why the shit doesn't offend me because you see the bigger picture right? right and i'm like well his goal is to say just fucking stop that's yes. it. J- just stop. Stop making an excuse to eat that. Yes. Right. Right. Because when the I mean. time comes, it will naturally, it won't feel forced. It'll be organic. Like, you know what? My family's eating a bunch of cake or my family's eating no no's pasta. You know what I mean? We're going to yeah. sit there and yeah. we're going to get fucking itis eating fucking yes. pasta. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes.
1: And there's nothing wrong with that, and and I'm glad, and I'm glad that you gave me an opportunity to kind of expand on that, right? So I was referring to coaches who will tell you, well, it's leg day, so have Rice crispy squares to give you some energy for leg day, right? <laughs> yes, bro. Or afterwards, well, as long as you complete it's this, so trap, stupid, <laughs> right? So that's creating eating disorders. That's creating bad relationships with food. So I meant it in that state, like, and like you said, it'll come organically. So for example, when my mother-in-law was here. You know, she's making Filipino desserts and stuff like that. Mm. And of course I was eating them, but I know that I'm not going out of my way to go and do that. You know, today I was at the grocery store and bro, back in the day, I used to love Oreo cookies, but I loved Oreo cookies because my parents would never buy them. So they became something that I couldn't have that became something because I could get it. And I just was for laughs and giggles. I picked it up today and I could not even bring myself... To buy it because it's just like, look at these ingredients, man. Like, how could anybody do And it's just Bruh. back on the shelf, right? So, yeah. So, when I say that, we all have the times when we're eating some type sure. of junk. Food. You probably saw last week I posted, we went to this place, they were all homemade donuts and stuff like that. And then I had the uh, pretzel, the pretzel croissant, oh, and having, right? So I had that instead, but it's because like, I know where it's going to take me. If I have one donut, I'm, I'm free. I'm a grown ass man. I will have as many as I want. And I can oh, send, yeah, man. and I have a sugar all- or addiction from when I was a kid. So I just know I'm just going to pull myself back. But unfortunately, if I'm a position of authority with my clients and I say, oh, it's okay to have Rice Krispie Squares, now I've authorized you doing something right, that's right. counter to your progress. And that's kind of more what I was referring to, right? For sure.
0: For sure. And I think that that's where people, they, they get lost, right? Is the whole like, oh, so my, my, my coach says that that I can't have it. And I'm like, well- You know what? If you're at a certain stage and your body is primed to be in a certain place, well then no, you, you fucking can't. That's just kind of how it is because you have a goal. It's like, you're not going to say, well, I have a goal, but I want to just cheat a bunch on the way. And if I don't reach my goal, then you weren't worth the money. It's like, no, 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 no. No, no. What happened here is you deviated from the plan a bunch and refused to stay on because you have an addiction that needs to be addressed because let me tell you, let, let me tell you something, bro. My business partner He's Filipino and his mom will bring in these fried bananas, bro.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Toronto. And
0: bro, I know it's I know that it's fucking made in canola oil and I don't consume any zero fucking seed oils. Zero. Yeah. But when she brings those in, I, I will dust a box, bro.
1: You know, <laughs> especially, when especially when they got that crunch. Right. Bro, right. I know. You don't want it dude. to get soggy. I don't want to waste these bananas. <laughs> oh, dude,
0: I'm telling you. So, when she <laughs> brings shit like that in, right, and those are the times where it's like, all right, like, yeah. I know that I'm about to consume at least 900 right. calories of shit.
1: Right. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. none of And yes. it's
0: like, oh, it's a banana. I'm like, yeah, nah.
1: And all the brown sugar that brown. they melted on top of that, too. You know? <laughs> bro,
0: you know what I mean? So, it's like, when you're talking about a banana, actually, you know what's interesting for uh, and this is just completely useless information, um, that if you take a banana, bro, and you eat it normally, like it's not high on the glycemic index, but the moment that you blend it, all of a sudden it is. Oh damn!
1: Well, I do notice how much sweeter it makes my shakes. It's weird. How does it change?
0: Sweeter. It's weird, dude. Like. Oh, yeah, man. But these are the little things that like a coach is trying to tell you, right? Like there's these yes. little, these little clutch. And it's like simple as uh, what Marianne was saying to that lady, like, Hey, listen, uh, I need you to, you know, up your water and and, and yes. stop with the blue light two and hours sleep. before bed yeah. and watch how much that's going to stabilize your hormones. Yes. Right? And people are all kind of like, well, I'm on my phone. I'm not eating anything. Like I'm right. not, and it's. I think we need to get this like, dude, consumption, your your mind, everybody's mind is all about consumption because that's how the world has become consume, consume, consume. They don't want your mind to
1: be still, right? A still mind is a focused mind. And then when you're when you're when you're interflecting, right, that's what they don't want. Right. Like how many people actually before they go to bed, review their day in their head and ask themselves if they gave 100 percent, if there was anything they would have 100 percent. It's like most people don't do that because they fall asleep. You know, with the phone in their hand or the remote in their hand and, and that's all she wrote, right? And then you wake up tomorrow on that same grind again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think even going back to the to the topic of like, you know, of, of people and the disappointment and their expectations, I think people have gotten used to if somebody is doing something good for me and for other people, then it doesn't matter if I'm not good to that person. Because you're right. probably good to him. So it, I don't have to think about that consideration that a person gave, because I'm sure he has lots of people saying thank you to him, right? Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize is that one person that didn't say it, that needs to say it, that makes a whole difference, right? right or just right. even in your action in general, right? And mm-hmm. I know you're the same way. When you go places and you when you're with your kids, you show them like, you, you look people in the eye, you say hello, you give a smile because that brings something to their day. And then they start looking forward to doing it and then they start feeling good. But imagine if we didn't tell our kids that. Then there's more mm-hmm. people that are walking around not giving that good energy, you know, right, have right. a conversation, right? Huh?
0: Yeah. And actually, you know, I guess we can talk a little bit about fatherhood before we get to the last couple uh, topics I have here, because I think that fatherhood is is, and this isn't to discredit the women. It's so crazy that, that, that you women have been so programmed to mm-hmm. everything to be you, 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 you. That it fucking bothers you when yeah. when men are because whenever I post something about masculinity, it's like, well, the women do it too, and I'm like, guess what? I don't give a fuck. If mm-hmm. I wanted to speak about the women, quite honestly, mm-hmm. I would have spoke about them. And yeah, when I speak true. about the women, I speak about the women. But right now, I'm right. talking about the men, and it offends these. And this is it's not everybody because we know that mm-hmm. there's a lot of women out there that they understand the importance of a good man and the, the role that the man plays. The same way a good man. I understand the, the, the value of the woman, dude. Like course, I, I, I'm raising a daughter, bro. I have an 11 year old daughter, right? You know That's how terrifying really that is mean. in fucking society it is right now, dude? It is, it's I mean, terrifying. World, bro, it, is terrifying. <laughs> it is. So, you know, like you were saying about those those times to teach children. So here's a, a very small story. So a little while ago, we went to... Uh, one of the markets that uh, a friend of ours, you know, puts on uh, in, in new market there. Uh, basically we're trying to, you know, decentralize the dollar and, and create yeah. community, keep our dollars within our community. So we yeah. do like these almost like a farmer's market. Right. So yeah. I was getting my son into the car cause we had to go to Canadian tire. And as I was opening up the car door, I dude, so lightly bumped the car next to me right? Like with, with the door, no Mark, no nothing. Yeah. Everything's cool. But, yeah. I bumped the car door and I'm like, fuck, you know what I mean? And yeah. I noticed that the, the dude was sitting in the car. So I said, right. okay, well, I know that this dude is inside the market. So I just, uh, I kind of like waved at him to the window. He didn't notice that it happened. Right. I took my, my son, we went to Canadian Tire. I stopped at the gas station. I bought a car wash, uh, yeah. a car wash certificate. Yeah. And uh, we went to the dollar store. We bought an envelope. We bought pens and yeah. we wrote what happened. We put it yeah. inside the envelope yeah. with the car wash receipt. And when we yeah. got back, he was still in the car. So I knocked Mm -hmm. on his window, right? I had my son hold the envelope and I knocked on his window. I was like, yo, man, this is what happened. You know, I'd like to offer you the car wash. Yeah. And he took that minute to be like, you know, see, see, this, this is what we're missing, right? From society, right? My son got to see very well, bro. I could have just drove off him in like, peace, bitch, right? Like you'll never see me again, right? Right. That's not the point. The point is to double back and admit that you were wrong because, dude, I'm a very universal guy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't hate on anybody for whatever religion mm-hmm. religion you mm-hmm. want to be I, I don't care if it makes you a better part mm-hmm. of society go ahead Exactly. but for me it's yeah. like I want to stop a cycle because okay let's say I hit his door well energy can either be created or destroyed just transferred yeah. from one place to the next just so yeah. like okay so now one day someone's going to open their shit and I'm going to notice a bump on my car and they're just going to drive off yeah right and then that guy somebody is going to bump his car so you got to yeah. end the cycle somewhere yeah man yeah. Right, those are the moments, right? If some kid is getting moments. bullied and you stand up to the bully and the bully stops, well, that yeah. cycle ends for all the kids now because Absolutely. somebody's. So it's, dude, fathers, people are. I I don't know if it's people. I don't know if it's it's if it's how they're being raised. I don't know if it's the effect of fatherless homes over the last couple of decades. But mm-hmm. we, it's very noticeable that fathers yeah. are not a big part in yeah. society anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true because the very simple things that we think are no brainers are like mind blowing to people that see it from the outside because it seems so few and far between. You know, we were even just walking around here, new area and stuff like that. And then I could see some sketchy people walking our way and I could tell they're addicts and stuff like that. You know, just, you could just tell, you know, you know, you know, and you know, right. So they walked and they were walking ahead of us. They didn't kind of acknowledge myself and Rajin and we were walking to the pet store. So they tucked in behind the pet store as we were walking. So I said to my son, I said, hey, like, do you notice anything different about those people? And he's like, yeah, they're kind of they're moving different and they didn't even say hi to us. And I said, well, those people are drug addicts. And I said, yep. they were so consumed by their need for drugs that they didn't even notice that we were there. I said, it started off as something that they did once in a while Then I explained to them the whole thing. And I said, they probably had jobs and everything, but they're so busy thinking about or chasing this drug that they can't even Act like everybody else, you know, and most people would have just kind of taken their son and turned the other way. But I want him to see this is what happened. I said, that was one bad decision. I said, people make bad decisions for many reasons, but that is a result of one bad decision. You know what I mean? And we have to be able to, like you said, show them when we do something wrong, show them when other people are wrong, but also have compassion. That doesn't make him bad people because they're drug addicts. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't really see my, my I've been, well, I'm the youngest, so my one of my older sisters, she's like, a, she's been a drug addict my whole like life, you know. So he doesn't, he hasn't seen her in six, five years, so he doesn't have that memory. He just remembers the aunt that, you know. And I could tell that she was doing the best to put herself together to come to his little concerts and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. she was trying her best. So I have compassion for her. You know what right. I mean? Right? right? But he doesn't have that relationship, so I want to show him in society that hey. Just because someone is on the wrong path doesn't mean they're lesser of a person, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he actually understood and he felt bad for me. He's like, imagine like walking around and not noticing people. And I said, imagine, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like imagine, just you yeah. don't see anybody. It's just you're in your head,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. And what you just said, that's exactly why they have you looking into the black screen. Everywhere people go and this is like, the, people don't. They don't get that when they're in public, you see them like at the mall or when I'm looking at families when we go out for dinner and you look, you know, across to another table and it's mm-hmm. like a, a, a mom, a dad and their three kids and everybody's on the phone. Uh, yeah. And it's like, dude, like the lack of awareness, bro. Somebody could walk in here like you guys are acting like you're safe. Somebody could walk in here right now yeah. and, and and completely annihilate this place and you wouldn't even know what to do.
1: Awareness You wouldn't even is know fun. what to do. That's another gone. thing, just awareness. Awareness of self is gone. Like, you know, you grew up a certain way. I grew up a certain way. I have big brothers. So, you know, they always teach, you know, you know, keep your head up. Always, you know, when you're walking, you So if there's someone behind you, give a little look in the reflection and see what the mm-hmm. person's doing behind, you know, never have both headphones on your, you know what I'm saying? And that, remember, that was just the Walkman back in the day. That was, yep. your, but your head was still up. You just couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. Now you're plugged in and you're looking down. You're tuned yep. right up. You're tuned right up. Yeah,
0: man, it's it's so dangerous to see these people completely enamored by the black screen and everything is to look down so that they never look up. And that's why you see these things like the chemtrails, like they're they're quite literally altering the air that you breathe and you don't even know because you don't care to look up to say, wow, when I was a kid, it didn't look like this. And now all of a sudden it looks like this and nobody has any questions. Right. And it's it's not a matter of do I don't care if it's completely safe. Why do I not fucking know about it? Thank why you. am I not told everything? It has nothing to do with all oh, conspiracy. I'm like, hey, you know why those are in the sky? And they're like, Oh, yes. that's just it's contrails. And I'm like, Well, no, there's a fucking treaty that's signed between the US and Canada for something called the uh, uh aerosol injections yes. where they're Fucking injecting the sky, yes. right? To 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 try to create whether it be snow or storms or whatever. Yeah. But the yeah. problem is they're using like an aluminum dioxide that yeah. is affecting your health. That, that is unsafe, and nobody and it, wants to look in at premise, it.
1: In premise, it, it it was the person who invented all that stuff was wanting to bring rain to areas with droughts you know okay. excuse me it was supposed to be used for good but anything like happens ends up being used for control and mm-hmm. all it is is like awareness and i think you know even circling back to the very first topic we had it's it's awareness if you understand what's going on you don't participate and then they can't get you caught up in anything right. but what happens is people were too trusting And everybody wanted to sit at home for two weeks. And in my life, I've never been told to stay home. I've never been told right away that made me feel weird. But people didn't ask questions. They just accepted it. And then when we asked them to just think, just consider certain things, they would rather insult us and shut us off than just thinking about it. Because if you consider it, then if it pops up, you've already pre-prepared yourself for the possibility that it might be some
2: BS going on.
1: But instead, everything we say, and then when the face, when the BS comes, they can't even see it. They can't even see it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And that's I why we—that's where where we've lost. But like you said, maybe we gained because the the people, you know, the cream would rise to the top. We needed those that separation there. We needed the wheat and the chaff separated, really, because oh, s- one person was carrying a lot of other people. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, of course. And and what we're seeing too was a lot like what happened over the last three years, and you see a lot of these. You know these these beta males and these people who are all completely brainwashed, and mm. these are all the fat, out of shape people with more opinions than anybody. And I just try to warn them. I'm like, listen, bro, you have your opinions. I'm totally cool to having your opinions, yeah. but just inner, just understand that that puts you in a position, and eventually the position is going to be me versus you. Yes. And I yes. promise you, my friend, when it is me versus you, your yes. opinion will not matter because when yes. when the cage closes, motherfucker. You're going to have to answer for why you've done this to me, my children, and all the generations thereafter, and you should be fucking embarrassed that you've done yes. this to your own kids and yes. the generation thereafter, and you mock the people that all they tried to say was, look, bro, you could still this do thing. you. I just want you to just, just consider another yes. angle, but you back yes. people into a corner. And what the like, end of the day, like, this isn't me condoning violence. This is me asking an honest question. What mm-hmm. the fuck do you think is going to happen when they eventually create the sides and they're like, well, we outnumber these people fucking five to one. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but one of them is eating 500 of you. You're not understanding, like when a lion is cornered by a group of hyenas, bro. Two lions is mucking a whole squad. Yes, right. Like yes. You, you, you're not understanding. Not understanding.
1: No, no, and they're not. It. And that's the thing. They think there's power in their ignorance, right? But ignorance doesn't <laughs> pass the litmus test. It crumbles pretty quick, man. It mm-hmm. crumbles pretty quick. And you and you've seen it kind of through the whole thing, where it's just like there was. There was warning signs. There was plenty of warning signs. Of and then it kind of continued and it continued. And then nobody wanted to pay attention to exactly what was going on, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Mm-hmm. You're going to say
2: that? Okay. i
1: What's up, man?
2: <laughs> um, you know
1: what I mean? And nobody wanted to like kind of take heed to the to the litmus test, and that led them down a slippery slope of not kind of being mm-hmm. aware of what's going on. And then even right. the thing about that, you know, Marianne had a complaint, like they tried to take her nursing license because some woman sent a complaint based off of Marianne's post, and she went back 72 weeks to screenshot posts that Marianne made or stuff that she had in her feed and sent it to the nurses' college saying that she's spreading Please. dangerous misinformation. And then to top it off, they said, her husband, who is me, is the leader of a growingly dangerous anti-vax, anti-mandate, anti-government militia, and he's been known to be armed and dangerous. This is mm-hmm. what they're making up to send. And then the college is listening to this person's information and literally questioning Marianne on certain things where it's like, wow. does this have any proof to say this? Like, does she even have any proof to say that I'm this militia leader? Like, really? Militia? Really,
0: it's so crazy that just right, and and it's like, dude, like just having an opinion, like I think people they neglect the fact that to some degree, man, we're, we're we're mammals. Like, look at all history, like this has never ended in. conversation right like the difference between now and before is that look all of us know that at the extreme we're going to have to defend ourselves and that's what people need to take away from this because people like to say the same thing like oh you just want to see you know fucking war in the streets and I'm like motherfucker I'm trying to avoid that at all costs I know what the toll looks like from that you're going to have diseases things my kids don't need to see nobody wants that shit bro like that's I am simply saying that should this come Yes. I would rather have an exit plan, right, yes. instead of stand yes. here and deal with you idiots that are still wondering how you can get fucking toilet paper because we saw how right. that went. right? Like, so it's it's across the border, <laughs> uh, dude. It's it's insane to me, right? So, speaking of bullshit, <laughs> since we're on the topic, we're gonna yep. talk about
1: the Healy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, the Steely, the Steely, and so that is. A- your- that is another thing in my opinion it's another thing that's taken advantage of the the energy of woman right the energy right. of right because if you notice the vast majority of people doing this are women right and then everybody is what what in my opinion it's taking you further from your own intuition and as you say understanding right yep. so if i'm now co-opting something to tell me how i'm feeling again. How am I taking these things into my own hands, right? Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. it's just, you see how society is being prepped and they're allowing themselves to be prepped for AI, right? Because nobody wants to think anymore. Like even just even going down to someone reading a map, that's a skill that we need to keep is reading a map. You can't depend on your GPS. GPS will drive you into a lake. You know what I mean? But people don't want to know how to read a map, right? So then when it comes to the Healy, that's what it kind of is. It's preying on you don't have the ability to do this. This is something that you need to, to have the ability to do, and this yep. is going to provide it for you, right? Mm-hmm. And again, if it was about really about health, then you wouldn't be telling me about your seven-figure lifestyle and all that crap, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what it's turned into. It's, it's another fucking MLM. And for me, it's kind of like, okay, so you're talking about something that has to do with frequency. So if yeah. you actually educate yourself on frequency, when you look at what this device does and you say, okay – so the main reason that they wanted people 6 feet apart was cuz every time your your heart beats you give off an electromagnetic frequency and this is where the concept of angel wings came from back in the day was the two circles that come off of the yes. center of your heart, right? That's right. angel wings. They're talking about dude these yeah. people these ancient ancient peoples, right, who built these fucking structures that we can't build today but they're horse and buggy people, right? Yes, so definitely. when we talk about the people who who were speaking about frequency way back when and we actually have a lot more education than we thought, it's like mm-hmm. so if if my electromagnetic frequency is coming from my heart every time it beats but you want me to wear a necklace with this Healy that's battery operated directly over my heart you're telling me that that's not interrupting something right and it's like okay well cool so then i have these questions all right cool let's say that it does what you say it does where's that information going who's programming these things yeah. Where exactly does all of this go? It's it's recognizing more of your patterns and now it's starting to control your frequency. What kind right. of data is that to collect, bro? Now they're they're getting the and dude, the FDA approved it.
1: Yeah, but the FDA approved it, but not for what they're marketing it for, because right. the, you saw the FDA just they compared it to the TENS machine. And the FDA <laughs> is like, well, it's not as powerful as the TENS machine. So, yeah. OK. Right. And again, We've learned that the FDA doesn't mean anything approval, but of course people are now, well, it's FDA approved, right?
0: Yeah, fucking dumbasses, right? That's what the FDA is, fucking dumbass.
1: <laughs> and then people are putting it on their children too, like, again, you're, you're moving these things into your life and you don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. they don't realize it's like they're they're, it's like, you know, when someone's in jail and they get paid seven cents a day to make license plates, right? The currency is much lower in jail. So you're focused on the seven cents a day, but you don't realize that those license plates that you're making are making them a killing, right? So yeah. you putting the Healy on your child or putting a Healy on you and buying that new frequency and upgrading your programs and stuff like that, you're thinking in the end, you're going to get some money success because you know, there's a frequency now for money or whatever it's called, right?
0: Prosperity.
1: Prosperity, right? Oh so, my God, dude. Right. It, it, it's, it's almost like, I can't believe we're in a time where that popped up and, people who claim to be intelligent are actually pumping that thing
0: and look at the people i just i just want to highlight this just like every other fucking mlm just like every you know i was actually speaking to my wife about this today so i'll get into that real quick but if you notice the trend of the individuals mm-hmm. wearing them mm-hmm. typically you're not seeing somebody that is very robust in their physique they, yes. they aren't very capable they aren't yep people that 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 are like you know oh yeah you know i'd like to look like that you know like the, yeah, the, no. broad, the broad shoulders or the the small None. waist or oh None that person that. looks very healthy it, it, they, they always seem either very average or far below right yes. and it's it's much like these people that you see and I was again just talking to my wife about this uh, on the way home today from the, the butcher shop where we get real mm. meat you know what i mean real meat right <laughs> um, grass-fed bison yeah that's yep. what we do um so I'm on my way back, and and there's a lady that I know who, dude, she she, Greek, beautiful face, yeah, takes takes very good care of her hair, her nails, yeah. and her tan, okay. but is probably 200 pounds overweight. So yeah. this is what I mean, though. Like they've given you a tool to make you cover up and only take pictures from the yeah. tits up, right? Yeah. And yeah. everything looks great, but then there's not one picture of below that. Because they are deeply embarrassed, but they know that there are these covers, there's filters, there's nails that they can do, there's hairs. And it's Mm -hmm. like, why would you not start with the, you know what I mean? The the foundation of yourself before. Which is the truth. Right.
1: Yeah. And I have the same thing where we've had people come in and it's like, they look way different than they look on their social media. Yeah. Because everything is, because they're making themselves look how they think you want to see them. And that's the thing. Right. Dangerous. Nobody knows what they want anymore. Right. It's the same thing you said about, you know, people getting fake followers and stuff like that. It's like if I was in the shower right. talking to myself. Right. And say, man, I performed for like four thousand people just now. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And But you didn't, though. But you didn't. But the perception is um... so now that gives you that same dopamine rush as if you did talk to a bunch of people or have a bunch of people listening to you. But when you go out, you're only looking down on your phone. And you don't actually know any real people. It's so crazy, bro. It's so crazy. crazy.
0: And that's what I was speaking about the other day with the fake followers thing. Like, guys, stop, stop fucking doing this, man. Like, it's a dangerous cycle. And people are like, oh, well, you're saying this to be a bully. I'm like, I'm actually saying this for you. You know why I'm saying this for you? dude it's crazy to me right but but the, the, i guess that my my point throughout that whole thing was like dude it's it's not to say that one person is better than the other because of the way they go about things but if you look at it one is better than the other because one's real one's not one's real one's so kind of is it is what it is right? right but it's kind of like do you see how bad that is for the individual that is doing that shit like it's like sure you have dude imagine imagine going above and beyond to film content for yourself and then bro i'm fucking terrified for that person cuz i'm like yo you have zero self confidence you have zero, zero substance, substance bro nothing. you're 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 gone you're done you're toast like you're so fucking far away from the goal that you are willing to perform for people that don't exist on a platform that isn't real is it real thank you what the
1: fuck right that doesn't sound
0: odd to anyone right (laughs)
1: Right? and it's like and it's just like when i you know i think i had like 48 something thousand followers like at my at my most when i lost my page but people like oh all oh, your followers and all your whatever i'm like first of all i'm not a religious figure i'm not jesus christ i don't have followers because i hate that follower thing right i hate that's, that whole premise that's that. there for but, a
0: reason it's called exactly
1: that and i just said like you know at the end of the day the people that want to find me will find me and i'll find them again like they originally found me because yeah. I post the same whether or not I have one follower or I have 48,000 followers. I'm still yep. trying to get a message out there, right? Or still trying to express something. But people get caught up in the pixels on the screen. And when your account gets deleted, you realize those aren't actually real people. It's not like I had a funeral for 48,000 people. Like, oh! Oh, it's so bad, man.
0: And it's like, look, I get it. Like when you're a bit of a public figure, like you got to kind of watch what you say to an extent, because when there's more eyes watching you, the message is now amplified. But it's kind of like, at what point are you just um, at what point are you just like cucking out? You yes. know and then selling what, what, out know. for an audience because people's feelings might get hurt and it's like dude there, there's a reason that well for one the censorship on my old account is crazy Um, yes. I'm already about to surpass that on the new one that's like three months old because there's no See? censorship right but right. it's like I, I've never veered away from the look man this is what I know to be true yeah these are things and if that get you I, shadow
1: banned, it gets you shadow banned. if it gets you what due, it is it gets it deleted man I'm not going to crap. And that's why I know you see some people out there and you're like, you were supposedly one of these people that were like, how the hell you still got all these kind of followers and you've never been deleted? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, they never dropped the truth. They beat around the bush, right? They beat Mm -hmm. around the bush. They make it look good, but they're never actually hitting that target, right?
0: For sure. For sure. All they did was the lives and ran around screaming, oh, I'm an alpha male you know alpha male alpha man (laughs) bro that drove me fucking crazy it's like never once if i had to walk into a place and be like oh you know Uh, alpha male here yeah yeah everybody knew who the fuck mufasa was bro everybody knew
1: (laughs) right i didn't tell my son you know son the reason why i did that is because i'm an alpha male a you see it's so crazy man like
0: every time uh every time like because i I would you know i have discussions with my wife my kids here and my son it was the same thing right like oh like what is an alpha male I was like, well, um, you know, typically the alpha male would be just the man of his household, right? The man who, you know, takes care of his family. He does right yeah. by his family. He does right by his community. That's the alpha yeah. male. I was like, but if you're looking at it today, um, probably like Jim bro shirt, really loud yeah. mouth um, yeah. has to always announce their presence because it's not yeah. felt. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like
1: spending lots of money on the gram. Alphas flaunt weak characteristics like that, right? Make dude, sure you see my bling and watch, you know all the things that are important. You know what I mean?
0: So nuts. And here I am wearing my fucking Crocs, bro.
1: <laughs> I know, bro. Right? <laughs> right? And I was saying it was funny. You know, we're in Jamaica, oh, like people were like, oh, what was like your favorite part of the trip or whatever? And I was like, you know what, my days on the farm. And they're like, really, that, man? Like, yeah. To have awesome. my hands in the dirt and just, you know, grief awesome, bro. Rose, the best feeling ever. And then to know like I'm providing sustenance for other people that they can yeah, sell and all those things. That's the best part of my trip. And and back in the day, you know, all of your guy friends that had a dad around, you just assumed that his dad was an alpha because you knew he would kick your friend's ass if he stepped out of line. It yeah. wouldn't be like, you know, let's buy you something to make you feel better and stuff like that. I, all my friends dad, I had a, I had a healthy fear of. because All it's like, of them. And because I knew that if I did something wrong, my parents would have no problem with them putting me in check. 100%. On every
0: single time I got dropped off somewhere, <laughs> it was like if he gets out of line, you fucking tune him up. That was my dad's exact words. Right nowadays, it's like, don't you dare touch my child. Spanking is abuse. I'm like, yeah, but you see, I got spanked and you didn't, and uh yes. I learned this thing called respect for others. Yes. You know, yes. because I got spanked. Say
1: was speaking aggressively, like you know, as you're speaking so aggressively. Oh. It's like you didn't hear the things my dad said to me. I guess,
0: like oh, you know what I mean, man. like.
1: Like, yeah, like, you know, my yeah, my dad was the kind of guy where it's like, he's like, he said to me, he's like, one day, when you think that you're a bigger man than me, you come and let me know. And I knew exactly what that meant. The minute 100%. you don't want to to the rules in this house, mm-hmm. you get your own house. And that's yeah. just the way it went, man. And then when Fair we started bumping heads too much, luckily I got a basketball scholarship and and I moved. And it was like because you can't have two bulls in a pen like that, right? Yep. yep. Right. He's gonna he's yep. gonna have to dominate me on a daily basis to keep his position. And but that's what he raised me to be. He wouldn't want to raise me to be some meat guy who never wants to leave mommy's basement because right. it's safe,
0: right? Right. And I think that that's a something that's been lost. Is that uh, and and I, and I think that you know. I, Long ago, they knew, right? There was actually a uh, a line that uh, you know the show Vikings. Yeah, yeah. You ever watch any of that at all? Yeah, in the Vikings, beginning, I, I did. Right. So in the beginning episodes, um, Ragnar actually says something about, um, you know, it's not healthy because a father can be jealous of his son, and that's why he needs daughters.
1: Right. I remember that.
0: Right. So that dude that stuck with me hard. It's it's because it's like, dude, we we we're, we're supposed to watch our son you know, flourish into a fucking man. I yeah, mean, now, now men are apparently having babies with their deuteruses yeah. and shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. What the- <laughs> I don't know what's going on in today's world, man. It's, it's just a confusing you know, wreck out there, but I just want to see men do do what, you know, men are supposed to do. And if you have to ask what that is, then you have a lot of soul searching to do. And,
1: you think, I just talked to my family in Jamaica. I send them stuff about, you know, that community and what they're trying to do with Performing for Kids and stuff like that. And they're, like, asking me where the men are and how come, like, you know, like I said, not to condone violence, but I come from a culture where it's like, if you mess with the kids, the kids are the future. So you messing with the kids are trying to destroy the future. So if right. I can do something about it. It's my place to do something about it. And if it's gotta be physical because you're not listening, then it's gotta be physical, right. you know? All these things going on in school, these assignments that kids are getting, those things wouldn't happen. You know why? Because there's a line that won't be crossed. At least it hasn't in Jamaica where it's like, no, kids' sexuality and stuff like that, that has nothing to do with children. You let the children be children. And once you start getting into that, then we have a problem. They would burn the school down. If it's like, that's what you're gonna teach? We'll just burn the school down. Now no one's learning. That's what they would yeah. do, literally, yeah. right? right and here it is like well why don't you try to run for school trustee <laughs>
0: man the, the way you know what i think we're gonna have to do this again in like a couple months and and start getting into that kind of shit and the the systems and and fucking how none of them work but um yeah let's uh, uh in closing let's get you to yes. just talk a little bit about what you guys are doing in jamaica and your initiative out there and yes. uh then we'll kind of talk about where or i guess you can just kind of state where everybody can find you yes, and, yes. and marianne
1: so the reason why we wanted to do something with the with the girls specifically in Jamaica is because I've been out there and I've experienced like male predators for myself, right? I've witnessed things where it made me feel very uncomfortable. And I wasn't in a position because I wasn't sure to speak up and be like, hey, man, you should back up from that girl because you don't know, right? But you can tell. And then I pay attention to the news. I went back to my old, because I went to school out there too. I went back, talked to some of my old teachers and they're telling me the problems that are happening, right? So my dad built that house that I was telling you about. It, mm. it, it was sitting there empty. You know, when my dad passed away, I told him that I would take care of everything. I'll take care of the house, take care of everything. And I knew that, one of the things that he would want is his house not being locked up, but to have life in there and to be right, a place that right. people feel safe, right? So we have a we have a lady. She's like in her nineties. She's like one of the church ladies, Sister Tiny. So she's kind of the lady who kind of holds everything down. She sets a high standard for the girls, but she's raising young ladies, right? So we have a house, we have between eight and 10 girls at the peak, and we're working on kind of building onto it, right? So we have five bedrooms in the house, and each bedroom can can have about two girls, right? So that's what we have. But right now, because of COVID and I couldn't get there for two years, we started having some issues inside of the house with tiles were popping up. So if you don't know in tropical countries, if you don't, if you use too much sand in the grout, moisture gets in and the tiles start popping up, right? And it's like little shards of glass. So we had to move the girls into like different places, right? So we have people that can house the girl here, house a couple of girls. So we pay for them to stay with these ladies or these families until the house can get the top four fixed. So mm-hmm. we have a Patreon page and it's the link is at the top of my Instagram. So we have a lot of information on there. In the beginning it was great because I gave information about, you know, people to be able to travel and getting a religious exemption and all that stuff. We give fitness information on there now. There's some financial information as well, like um, you know, how to create some situations like trust llcs and stuff like that to protect yourself and kind of get more money for yourself so we kind of give that information in exchange for your donation to the patreon when the money comes in from the patreon we send it down to jamaica and then we have people down there that we trust that delegated and make sure things get done so that that is like my life goal right there is to be able to have like ten thousand. and you may think it sounds ridiculous but if i had 20 men that felt like me about protecting the children, we could literally set a plan to protect 10,000 children, 10,000 girls. And in the news right now, really quick, there's a lot of situations where they've discovered that the people who set up bigger operations than what I have are actually child traffickers and they have records in America and they're setting up these places and going down and doing stuff to these girls and girls are going missing and stuff like that. Yeah, if you ever looked at the amount of children that go missing in Jamaica, it's ridiculous. And 60, 65% of them are girls. So you know what's happening there. And a lot of these children never found Jamaica's a small island. So we can make a difference. Right. And then also, aside from that, once that gets going, I want to build up a little community center. We already have the land donated. We're just getting the money for the bricks. We just want a place to store the equipment. And I want a community center, build a basketball hoop, have some games where kids can just have some place to go instead of hanging out on the streets. And then mm-hmm. that way I can start to get in touch with the youth, the male youth, And start mentoring them so my bigger my bigger goal on that side is to have men in canada here like yourself who will have a relationship not a financial relationship uh knowledge and emotional relationship with an individual male and talk them through life and help them have an example you know so if they call you and say hey I'm upset because of this or I don't know what to do because of this. We can give them some direction. You know what I mean? And they can have someone that doesn't want anything from them but to help them. So that's kind of the biggest things that we're working on. At the end of the day, fitness is a conduit to help people. And the money that we get to help people, we sustain ourselves, but we help other people in Jamaica too. And that's kind of like that's our life in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> man, that's uh that's wild man. Super interesting. And everything you guys has done has been uh, you know, it's been cool to watch. It's been cool to see people kind of, you, you know, tr- truly stand up for you know, what they believe in without, you know, needing any sort of clout or congratulations or anything just to take the Please initiative. So and I, uh, I think that that's where, you know, the, the world needs to go. It needs to go back into mm-hmm. the direction where the people take things into their own hands. You stop relying on, you know, these, these governmental bodies and these authority figures to fix things for you. And we yes. need to start, you know, controlling our own neighborhoods. Cause I mean, we may call this a, you know, a first world country, but then when you look in, you know, third world countries, they're, they're, you know, Policing themselves and they're, you know, in their own neighborhoods, and everybody's fucking happy. Everybody, yes. they have this little ecosystem that works. And I think yes. that, uh, you know, it's people like you guys that are bringing that back to, you know, these places. So appreciate if, that. Brother. Uh, What's, uh, what's your Instagram for the people out there?
1: My Instagram is original underscore higher, wait, original underscore higher underscore level underscore fitness. Sorry. I had to do it because, uh, (laughs) all my other names have been taken and it's crazy. Instagram, like they'll take my name, like they'll delete my account. And then like, I'll look back and like a month later, someone else will have it. So the original, like just higher level fitness, that's some 55 year old personal trainer from the States that's got like 6,000 followers or something like that. He has the original page. (laughs) right yeah it's crazy right so i also before we go i want to thank you for actually just being who you are as well i know you don't want flowers or anything like that but even having this you know this podcast and this platform to be able to have an expression of something and have like you know a time capsule we can go back and listen to it again we can build off of this and just a place where you know where that you know you're going to get some real stuff and like you know i think you need some commending as well because like i said we're driving around we're walking around talking to our phone and sometimes we don't know how it how it hits people right and it's it's hidden it's hidden where it's supposed to in the right places because when i told people i was coming on a podcast with you they're like yes the forces have combined
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's what needs to happen brother and i appreciate it and uh we'll definitely have to do this again soon
1: absolutely brother we'll talk soon i'll probably talk to you tomorrow on the grizzle
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: okay bro i appreciate you yeah man
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Real 7 Show. If the pot is something that you enjoyed, please feel free to give me a follow at real7show on Instagram. You can also find me on Telegram at t.me slash s3v3nways. And I'll see you next time at The Real 7 Show.